following is a presentation of the Outside Lens Radio Network. Recording live from Studio Shanto, outside of Detroit, Michigan, you're listening to Scotty Freytown and Tyler Dean, The Outside Blitz. And welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Outside Blitz. I am your host, the fabulous one, Scotty Freytown, along with my co-host, the tenacious, titillating, Tyler Dean. Tyler, you're a bastard. <laughs> he's, he's sitting here on the air. So we, we've got to... I, I, he's such an asshole. He's such an So Have you said anything yet? I, yeah, you, you had that little snide-ass look on your face. So, so for those of you who don't know, my, my wife and I are trying currently, and... I can't have any sort of beer at all right now. And I'm a craft beer guy. I like my craft beer. I can't have any craft beer right now. And this little shit is sitting next to me with his little fucking smirk on his face, drinking one of my beers that I ordered (laughs) off of this uh, app called Tavor that doesn't even deliver to Michigan anymore. The little fuck. So we're I, I can't enjoy any beer. Thanks so much, Tyler. Tyler, how's it going? Doing great. Yeah, I'm sure you are. <laughs> it tastes good. Fucker. Welcome to the Outside Blitz. We got free agency coming up in what two weeks now? We're, we're next week. No, no, two weeks. Two right, weeks. Right. Yeah, we're two weeks away. But we can have. Well, yeah, it's ten days. Ten days because we're we're on the seventh now. So, uh, we're ten days away from the the uh, the. Free agency opening up, the new league year opening up. We've got a lot of moves that have already been taking place. Teams are are making their way below that salary cap because the salary cap did fall. Um, they're they're talking anywhere from 180 to 185. The official count hasn't been determined yet, but it won't be under 180. 180. It will not be under 180. 180 is the floor, which is actually a lot higher than we thought going into this thing. I I didn't think that that. A lot of people remember we were talking about it being like 170, 175 at one point. So yep. for it to be five million higher or ten million higher than what we were predicting or what what the league was originally saying, um, that's good news for basically every team in the league. Um, the, I'm assuming at this point, when it comes to the salary cap, we're talking 182 to 183. That's kind of what I'm thinking too. Yeah, that's originally they were talking 180 and then the, the oh, well the floor is where it's going to be but then it started becoming 185 but the the smart thing for all these teams right now because it hasn't been uh determined a lot of them are just aiding aiming for that 180 floor basically saying you know what we need to be under 180 let's put ourselves under 180 and and we're seeing a lot of teams just just make a lot of cuts uh sign sign very like there's been very few signings other than teams with a lot of cap space I mean, unless you're the New Orleans Saints. Yeah, they they got a lot of work. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> but today is, is sort of free agency frenzy day because we are 10 days away from free agency. Our next show will be two weeks from now. It'll be after free agency, so we're going to have about three, four days of free agency frenzy going on because you know that's going to happen. And then we'll be going over all the free agency signings and whatnot around the league. Um, we We've got... But we we went through and and we did a it's sort of a deep dive. We did we went we're going to be going through every single team in the league, uh, starting with the AFC East. We're going to go through every single team in the league, and we're going to break down where they're at cap wise, what we believe they should do, problems that they're having, things they should change, signings that they made, and we're just going to lump all of our news stories like we normally do into this little situation, which is is going to be a very positive thing. 
Yeah, because um, like as everyone knows, an off season is kind of the, kind of our favorite time of the year outside of actually playing football and free agency is number one. Right, everybody loves free agency. Everybody loves draft day, and and we have a good time with it. Um, one thing I am going to note: we did have some other news around the league. NFL owners are considering a rule to make roughing the passer penalties reviewable. I love that. I think that needs to happen. Um, that that's been something that needed to happen for a while. We knew that when the the pass interference stuff happened, that it was going to be a sort of a slippery slope where where things were just going to be reviewable in general. But then they went backwards on the pass interference and stopped doing it. Right. So and and I kind of agree with this rule to make roughing the passer penalties reviewable. Uh, I think there's been a lot of bad calls over the years, particularly in favor if your name is Rogers. Um, we, we've seen that one too many times. I think certain penalties do need to be reviewable, um, and this will be beneficial. The, the team that I think it will be most beneficial to would be the Detroit Lions, to be honest with you, because they've been called for so many roughing the passer calls over the years that have not been roughing the passer. Um, but it is a slippery slope, too, because at the same time, referees are expected to make calls on, on, a, on a live view as they're seeing it. So, right. So I, I don't necessarily like referees getting shat on when they like when they they re- replay the super slow motion. They see the ref missed it. It's like, come on. Yeah, yeah. A lot of times I think I think the slow motion replays when you do things in slow mo like that because some things are just so bang bang, and if you do it in slow mo, it looks not exactly how it actually went down. If you watch like like I, I've seen certain plays where they were so fast, and it was like you play it in slow mo, and it's just like. Oh yeah, look where that contact was made. Ooh, just you know. too shy. If you're if you're if you're basing it off a of slow mo, every single play would have a pass interference. But if you picked if you if you found the right route. Oh yeah, no doubt. And and I just I look at it and I'm like, eh, mm, I don't know. I I agree with this though. I do think that that there's been and I understand the league trying to protect the quarterbacks and I understand the owners they want to protect their franchise guys. These QBs are are high dollar players, and they're trying to keep them protected. And when that's what they came up with, some of these roughing the passer penalties, these um, can't hit the guy below the knee, can't hit the guy uh, above the chest, and yeah, you, you have this like strike zone area. I was gonna say you can't hit him above the knee, you can't hit him below the knee. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 like a strike zone area. You you ba- and you can't land on the guy. And now the the, the one kind of play that I think should be reviewable is is any of the personal fouls that can get a player ejected. Yeah, those should be reviewable. This whole because it's a lot of times these guys are getting ejected being the second guy to respond to something. Right, and I don't agree with that that mindset either. Like, um, this the the second guy always gets the penalty. We've we've talked about that in the past, and people need to look at that, and the, the league needs to go, eh, yeah, we need to make that reviewable so the actual guy that started the thing and the actual guy that caused the problem, that guy's getting penalized too. Yeah, it should be both. Yep. Everybody, everybody. Uh, gets yes, it would. It would be an offset penalty, but now both players are. You got one striker here too. Mm-hmm. And and that's that needs to happen. Yeah, the one where the 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 player just tossed the ball over the the his opponent's head and it tapped it tapped the ref by and the because just because the ref wasn't looking and the ref assumed that it was the other player just throwing the ball at him. I was like, what is this? Yeah, he probably shouldn't have threw the ball, but still, like he was he was tossing it over the guy's head so he could get it to the referee. He thought the ref was looking and the ref called a penalty on him. I was like, what is this? It, it's just one of those silly plays. It's one of those silly things that I agree with you. It needs to be be put into review. But ultimately, roughing the passer, I fully agree with this. I think this needs to happen. 
it's needed to happen for a while. I'm glad that they're they're at least looking at the possibility of doing that. It's not in stone yet, but I'm 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 hoping the league makes the right call there. Yeah, but at the same time, the referees have proved that they're not willing to uh, overturn their penalties or lack thereof easily. Right, 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 right. So, and and I think with the review deal, I think that type of thing should go to New York. Agreed. Yeah. So uh, now moving into what we're going to be dealing with, free agency frenzy. We're going to be starting in the AFC East. We'll go through the AFC, and then we'll go. We'll take a break, and then we'll go over the NFC. Uh, but first and foremost, let's let's jump right in, Tyler. AFC East. We're going to be jumping into the the Buffalo Bills. They were in first in the AFC East, four and a half million in cap space moving into this season. Uh, and that is after they just signed safety Micah Hyde to a two-year extension worth nineteen two five per year. I, I love that. I thought it was a great signing. Great, great signing. They need to fortify that defense. They need to keep a lot of the players that they've got. They don't have a ton in cap space. They're going to be letting some guys go after this season, maybe even before the start of this season. But getting him on a two-year extension, Micah Hyde was great for them this last year. One of their unsung heroes. A lot of guys don't talk about him. Micah Hyde's great. I like him a lot. And he's, he's been one of the best safeties in the league for a while now, and yep. he's the leader of that defense. Yep. So we're, they they have four point five in cap. They they have a lower draft pick because they did go to the AFC title game. It's been the lowest draft pick the Buffalo Bills have had for a while. Um, I they they need some stuff. Um, no, we know the biggest one is. is a running back. They they need a running back badly. They became one dimensional, and and you know. That you know the cat from Alabama is going to be available. You know Travis Etienne is going to be available. There's going to be some running backs out there that they're going to be looking at, and because they're so late in the first round, if they were feeling ballsy, they could probably trade back in the second round and still walk out with a great running back. And and I mean that's that's going to be a draft thing. I think I, you were talking. We we talked off the air. You were talking a little bit about James Conner possibly being a guy. Well, see the one I was talking about in this. And we'll we'll get into Baltimore later, but um, one free agent you got that's we don't know is gonna get resigned is Gus Edwards. Yep, Gus Edwards would be a phenomenal landing place in Buffalo. He could be a number one back. Uh, oh, I, I think can. I he's think he's fully that time and time again. Yeah, he's fully capable of being a number one back. Gus is gonna be available. Mark Ingram's still out there. Mark, uh, yep, Mark Ingram is available. Yep, there there's gonna be guys that are they're gonna be hitting that free agency spot, and and realistically, if they wanted to get a free agent. I could see it, but it, I, I think Buffalo's focus is going younger. It, it, that's what it seems like it is. And Gus is 23, 24. Is he that young? Or maybe he's 25, but still. He's, he's just going to come off his rookie deal. Yeah. I don't, and, wow. they, they, and they didn't do the fifth-year thing because he only had four years in the league. I'm surprised that they didn't, they didn't take a fifth-year option on that guy because he would have been cheap. It wouldn't have been super expensive yeah. to get to pick up the fifth year option, but they're, I mean, they're talking about resigning. I mean, we'll get, we'll get to that later. But Gus is a guy that I think he'll he's going to go to the highest type, bidder type of yep. situation. And and if if he goes to Buffalo, I think I mean Singletary. We we he looked promising a couple years ago. We we thought Singletary was going to be the guy, and he turned out to not be the guy. I mean, real uh, really, that's that's what it is. And and I I feel bad because I I really thought he had something for a minute there. And I think Moss still has a chance. Yeah, but um, he's got he's still got some work to do. Yeah, he's got a lot of work to do. If Buffalo is smart, they're going to go into the the bottom half of this draft, and they're going to find their next big enigmatic run, runner. You know, a Travis Achen. I I liked Achen a lot. I thought he was. I think he's the best running back out of this draft. A lot of people are talking about um, the cat from Alabama. I'm not sold on that. 
But what about um, throwing money at how much calf they got? Four, four and a half. Uh, they got some work to do, but throwing money at Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones is going to hit free agency. The Green Bay Packers, and we'll get to them later, have not ruled out uh, franchise tagging him. There's going to be a few um, nice profile running backs for them to, to, to throw some money at, potentially. Yeah, and there will be. Um, moving on, you got the Miami Dolphins. They got $36.6 million in cap space. They got a nice amount of cap. One of the reasons they have so much cap is they re- released linebacker Kyle Van Noy. They're going to save 9.7 on the cap with that release. Kyle Van Noy is a guy that I know will land. He will land, but it'll, it'll be a, a smaller salary. I, I You know, and I, I really don't understand why people don't like Kyle Van Noy that long. He's lunch. starting to slow down a little bit. Yeah, maybe. I, I think he's still a really good... Um, he reminds me of like a, a poor man's Eric Kendricks right now. He's, he's more uh, uh, applied toward coverage. Uh, making the tackle in open field. That's what he's good at. He's not going to be your blitzing the linebacker or blitzing the quarterback kind of linebacker. I like Kyle Van Noy. I I, I mean, I, I agree with you. He'll probably go for a discount somewhere. But Miami is in great shape right now. They just missed the playoffs. Got a high draft pick. Mm-hmm. They, got, they got several first rounders. I mean, they, they're, they're in good shape. Currently, Miami, they, they do have the the one pick from Houston. You know, so so they've and that's the number three overall pick, and then they have number eighteen, which also is not a bad pick. So when we're talking Miami picking in in two separate spots, one in the late teens, one in the top three, I mean that's that's a win. That's a that's a big win. They're going to walk out with with some high profile players. Do I think they're going to draft a quarterback in the top three? I doubt it. No, probably not. No, but they they could go. I, I could see them realistically. Going quarterback at number eighteen, I could see that happening, based on the questions that they do have about Tua. I mean, and there are questions. Let's just face that there's questions involving that's, Tua. That's generous. <laughs> well, there are there are questions. They've come out and they said, "Look, I, uh, I, I don't." Well, I would know. say there's, there's concerns. Yeah, they they said, "Oh, well, we, well, he's the guy." Okay, well, he's the guy, but you better have someone behind him because I wasn't sold at the end of the year. So I think the whole world is more sold on Fitzpatrick. Yeah. So I, to me, they they should be drafting a quarterback in one of those spots. If they don't, then they need to go into the second round and they need to go after maybe a guy like Brock Purdy. They could wind up training down from number eighteen. If you trade down from number eighteen, I think you're in even better shape with as Miami. I would if in that current position because they have a top three pick, I would trade down in the second round unless some something drops and something goes crazy in the draft. Yeah, yeah, unless something really special comes around, but. Ultimately, I mean, Miami, they do need a tight end over there. Um, Jacecki was, not Jacecki, who was that tight end over there? He was really hit or miss, though. Um, Jacecki, isn't it? Is it Jacecki? Yeah. He he was very hit or miss. There were a couple of games where he blew up and had several touchdowns in a game, and then there was a couple of games where he just, you know, died and didn't do anything. So you have questions at the tight end position. If a guy like a Kyle Pitts falls, Kyle Pitts from Florida, he is a, a I mean, once-in-a-lifetime tight end talent, I believe. I believe Kyle Pitts is going to go high in this draft. If he falls to 18, you you bet your ass Miami should be taking Kyle Pitts. For sure. So um, next up, you got the New England Patriots, 72 million in cap space. This is the most cap space I think I've seen the New England Patriots have in a long time. Yeah. Um, 
Well, because they, they don't got any players on the team to begin with. Really. Right. They, they didn't make any moves, but they're going to have a lot of guys returning to the team. They had a ton of holdouts this last year. A ton. I mean, let's let's just face that fact. I mean, they, well, more just um, voluntary sit-outs. Well, yeah. Um, they they have the number 15 overall pick. They went 7-9 this last year. So, New England. Uh, needs everything. They, they need a quarterback. They need another receiver. Um, their receivers, they, they, the ones they drafted have not worked out. Julian Edelman's been hurt a lot. There's, there's questions here. Uh, I think on the defensive side of the football, they're pretty good. They do have a free agent corner getting ready to hit, hit that, uh, uh, free agency with Stefan Gilmore. Mm -hmm. So Gilmore is getting ready to hit. I really think New England needs to go after a quarterback here. If New England was smart, they'd be trading up, or they'd be going into free agency and finding that quarterback, whether it be a Dak Prescott There's or plenty, whatever. Plenty, plenty, plenty available this year. Yep, they need to go out and find a guy. If or you know, real. Uh, I mean, let's let's see if if New England was willing to go back after Jimmy G, I could see something like that going on because he knows the system and he did well with Belichick. Uh, I have the. There's obviously questions about Jimmy G and his health, but New England. With all the guys they got coming back, the de- the defensive players they had. I mean, like I said, a lot of holdouts. They got all these defensive players coming back. I think the defense is going to be a lot better than it was because they were a mess this year. But they need a guy that's going to be a, a good, solid quarterback. They supposedly haven't ruled out Cam Newton coming back. I think that's a mess. I think the answer is simple. Who's that? Alex Smith. Go after Alex Smith. Yeah, I could see Bridge Alex quarterback. Smith. Bridge Alex Smith is your quarterback until you can get your long-term option. You really love Alex Smith. He's, he's no reason for no one, no. everyone not to love him. You love, you love some Alex Smith. Washington didn't have a good record, but if Alex Smith played the whole year, they would have won that division at with ease. With ease. Yeah, I, I can agree with that. I thought Alex Smith, um, he did a lot better than a lot of people expected, especially for a guy who really hadn't played for a season and a half. Um, I mean, a grueling leg injury. He looked great, though. Um, I he'll and he'll land. He was he was talking about retiring, but I think he's going to wind up going to the free agency stuff. Oh, and, he's not talking. He's, he's saying he's not done. Yeah, he said he's not done. Uh, he, at first, he was talking about being done. Uh, the rumors were swirling that he might be done, but I think he's going to get picked up somewhere, and he's going to be a starter. Yeah, I think he's he, going to. He said he's not done, so he plays a full season. Right. Uh, next up, you got the New York Jets, eighty-two million in cap space. They've got the, uh, I believe, the second most cap space in the entire league. Uh, Joe Douglas, their GM, has come out and said he will answer if teams call trading about Sam Darnold. I think they need to do. I they need to deal Sam Darnold. If you're not gonna, if you're not gonna commit to him, trade him because Darnold can still be a good quarterback. Trade him. Yeah, I, I think he's a starter somewhere. If if somebody goes and and trades for Sam Darnold, you know he's going to be playing. Uh, uh, I think he plays far better anywhere else. Than New York, hundred percent. I'm still, I'm still a Sam Darnold fan. There's plenty of teams that are going to need a quarterback. I think a fresh start for him would be good. Some, somewhere rustic would be really good for him. <laughs> I fucking hate you so much. He's just all he's doing today is playing poke the bear. Okay, is that is that on your mind today, Tyler? I don't know what you're talking about. I was explaining to Tyler off the air that I hate the word rustic. Okay, my wife has made me hate the word rustic. I hate it. It, it was just a coincidence. Uh huh. Okay, so. Uh, you did, and you've been waiting. That you had that one in the in the saddlebag there. You were just waiting <laughs> to pull that out. You rat bastard. So, Joe Douglas, uh, <laughs> I, you're just having you. <laughs> you just think that's really funny, don't you? Just Joe Douglas. Go on. Uh, 
So Joe Douglas answering the phone of Sam Darnold. If somebody calls about Sam Darnold, I think they need to deal him. I think you get a haul if you trade Sam Darnold. I, I think you get a get a. Uh, it won't be as big of a haul as you think it's going to be. No, I don't. I don't think I, the we, team the team that trades for him will end up getting much more value out of Sam Darnold. They're going to they're going to give up. Right. I don't think you're going to get Matt Stafford trade value here. Okay. I I don't think you know they're going to run away with it like you know. But I do. I think that you could wind up with a first rounder for Sam Darnold. Yeah. I do. Maybe a low first rounder, but you could wind up with a no, first rounder. No, because look at what Wentz went for. It's going to be less than Wentz. The reason I don't think it'll be less than Wentz is because of the contract. He's still on a rookie deal. That window's still open. you got to pay him this year, though. Is he on... Darnold's... He's, he's that 2018 class. Was he 2018? Well, wait he, a minute. He's out, he's out with he's, he Sam Darnold. It was Josh Allen, um, Lamar, and, and Mayfield. And Rosen. And, and yeah, well, we don't talk about him. <laughs> I'm talking about guys who actually get contracts. Yeah, 18, 19. Yeah, so he would be, well, they do have the fifth-year option if they want to pick up his fifth-year option. So, I mean, he, he's he got one, maybe two years left. He's technically But you technically still, you still speaking, got to pay him pretty right, quick here. Technically speaking, he's in a contract year from a technical standpoint. I believe Sam Darnold going just about anywhere, he winds up being a starter. Now, the Jets, they need a lot of pieces. They need wide receiver talent for sure. Um, they they need a starting running back for sure. I don't think P Ryan is the answer. Should we talk about what they don't need? <laughs> they, I mean, they they need just about everything, really. I mean, they they have a lot. They trade away all their good franchise building components, right? So so now the Jets are in in dire straits here. They've got the number two overall pick in the draft. If you've got the number two overall pick in the draft, what you do? And they also have number twenty three, or yeah, num- number twenty three. So to me, if if you've got those two picks in the draft, I Where'd would... Where did they get that pick from? Oh, that was uh, Jamal Adams. Yes. So they've, they've got 23 from Seattle. So really, the way that they're set up, the Jets, I believe that they should be drafting a quarterback in the first round, trade away Darnold, get something for the guy. If you get a second rounder for him and you got two in the first, two in the second, I'm feeling pretty good at that point. I'm loving life as a GM, especially with all that cap space you got hanging out. This this could be a good situation for the Jets. Trade them, get rid of them, and you're that high in the draft. You got all these quarterbacks available. I mean, imagine that. There's no reason not to. Like, me and you kind of scream at teams for doing this. Like, don't let players go. Just trade them. Yeah, get trade them for them. Yeah, so, and I understand sometimes you just got to make the release. I get it, but at the same time, you know, if if you ha- if there's a market, if there's a market, use that market. Get something. You're saving the cap space, regardless. You know I, that's mm-hmm. why I don't understand why why teams went out and traded Kyle Rudolph, or why the Vikings uh, went out went out and dumped Kyle Rudolph and didn't trade him. There's a market. I mean, at least get like a fifth rounder. For yeah, him. you could you could have gotten something for Kyle Rudolph. I, I it just it doesn't make sense. I, I would rather walk out with anything at that point. Yeah, even, even a day three pick at that point, just right? Something. Um, next up, you got the AFC West. Uh, you got the defending AFC champion, Kansas City Chiefs. They are $18 million over the cap, which is bad news bears. Their Pro Bowl fullback, Anthony Sherman, did retire after 10 seasons, and they, they're just sitting in a very ugly position right now. They know they're going to have to retool that offensive line. They know that's coming. Mitchell Schwartz just went in for surgery, for back surgery over the weekend. Um, this is, this is going to be a tough spot. For Kansas City, they're going to have to dump Sammy Watkins for sure. That's a big contract. I think he's already on. He's already a free agent as is. Uh, oh, is he free? Yeah. 
So, but they're, they're going to have to make some moves. They're going to. There are some high money guys, some high price guys, particularly on the defense. On the defensive side of the ball, you've got some big name players. Uh, you signed, uh, you know, you had Clark, you got Jones. Those guys are going to, and, and even if you restructure Jones, which I don't know that, that Jones is going to be willing I mean, to Clark, do. Clark, you just resigned. Yep. So, I mean, they're, they're in a bad way here. They're going to have to do something to fix yes. this, this so that, situation. So that number doesn't, already doesn't account for Sammy Watkins. He's already a free agent. Can go yeah, he wants. right. So you got 18-4. What are you, how are you going to clear 18-4? You have to trade one of your names. I'll tell you what it's going to be, too. What's that? There's going to be a cap casualty of a guy named Travis Kelsey. Oh, you think so? Kelsey's going to be traded. That's ballsy. It's it's kind of, and we'll get into the Saints later, but they have to do something to get themselves above this cap if they're going to make some moves. Right. But I don't know if the Saints, given the circumstances when it comes to a guy like Travis Kelsey. So Kelsey has a, a pretty large contract, and with the Saints over the cap right now, the way that they are, I don't know that they can afford to take on a guy like a Travis Kelsey. I mean, I think if you're, if anything, that I could see them signing like a Kyle Rudolph. In free agency, and like, well, said, I'm not saying he's gonna go to the Saints. I'm saying much like the Saints, they um, oh, yeah. have to make a, a big move to get rid of somebody else, to get themselves under the cap. Yeah, and a guy like Kelsey's contract would do that. It, it could. I, I don't know that it's gonna get them 18-4. It'll get them close. It'll get them closer. It'll get them below you, you, 10. You're not gonna get a, get. You're not gonna kill 20 million on just getting rid of the small contracts here and there. Right, you gotta right, make right. a big move. They, yeah, they have to make a splash, and and that's that's coming. I I know it's coming, but the, the Chiefs are, they're gonna have to do something. You're an asshole. Mm. Yeah, look at him drinking my beer, fucker. But um, so and, and just for the record, roll tight on that. Um, but the Chiefs sitting 18-4. They are currently. Their, their draft pick, obviously, number 31. So they can at least get a good player in the first round and get them on something of a discount because it's a low first rounder. I think they still can play at a high level regardless because they're going to they're gonna be dumping some guys. You know that, that some of them are coming. They just re-signed Eric Fisher, which, you know, eh, okay. But that, they, they're not, so they're not going to dump him. But there are some players on that team with some high cap hits. We just talked about one, Mitchell Schwartz. There's there's a guy that could go out the door, so the the Chiefs are in dire straits right now. They might not be uh, the AFC's winningest team moving forward. Uh, next up, you got the, uh, the the Las Vegas, Oakland, Los Angeles Raiders that are moving everywhere. They got 15 in cap space. They released Richie Incognito. They saved 5.47 on the cap. They released wide receiver Tyrell Williams. They released their right guard Gabe Jackson. They saved 9.6 on the cap. Gabe Jackson played really well last year. I don't I don't understand the move, but I do understand they needed to make some cap space to get under that. So here we are. I don't understand that one or the Tyrell Williams one. Uh, Tyrell playing at a good at a good high level. The, the problem with the Tyrell Williams one was, and, and we talked about this before, was his health. His health is the biggest thing. Uh, he was just on. He's been hurt the last two seasons. He was just on IR last year um, before the season even started. He was on IR. So. Tyrell Williams, I think he's a good player. I think he could be a, a really good number two, maybe even a, a considered a high-end number three. He has played just as many games, and his stats are equivalent to Will Fuller. Let's just put that out there. But Will Fuller's hurt all the time, too. Yeah. But Will Fuller's going to get a massive contract. I don't think Will Fuller's worth it either, to be honest with you. But Tyrell Williams, he gets, uh, he, and he obviously went to the Lions. We'll get to them soon. 
But uh, the Gabe Jackson one is one that I don't, I, I do and I don't. Given the cap hit, I understand the Gabe Jackson move, um, the 9.6, but Gabe Jackson played at a high level. Richie Incognito, I mean, he's kind of a whack job, but he's also 37 years old. 5.47 on the cap. That's a smart move. Yeah, he got dumped because it, it was just too much of a salary for his age, and he's starting to decline a little. He's, he's still a serviceable veteran, just right. more like two. Yeah, look at look at the Raiders right now, though, and, and their offensive line was one of the best offensive lines in the game last year. I mean, really, they, they were. Um, I, I like the Raiders' situation, but I, some of these moves, I understand the incognito. I understand the Tyrell Williams. The Gabe Jackson one is the one. Just based on, you could tell he was kind of a cap casualty situation. Mm-hmm. But Gabe Jackson, I mean, any team looking for a good guard right now, there's your guy. It makes me wonder, um, you guys are above the cap. Uh, what are you uh, clearing cap for? You uh, planning something big? No, oh, geez. Well, you going for Watson. Well, after they cleared those guys, now now they're fifteen million over. So so before these guys, I mean, they were a little under, but now they're fifteen million over. They got stuff that they can do here. Uh, Raiders, they're sitting at number 17 in the draft right now. They could, uh, they need receivers. That's that's for sure. They went and dumped one, one, dumped Tyrell Williams because he's injury prone. But they do need a guy that is not named Waller that can go out and make those catches in traffic. Middle of the field type of situation. They need that. We, you haven't had a, a good physical receiver since Amari Cooper over there. Yeah, because the, the one he drafted last year in uh, Rugs, he's he's not that receiver. Right, he's a speedster, and and they didn't get as much production out of him. But I don't think you got as much production out of him because you didn't have another target over the middle of the field that could be doing what they need him to do. And it's a shame because because where they're drafting at, I don't think that Chase or Devontae Devon, Smith is going to be available for them at middle of the draft. No, I don't think any of those guys will be available. But there are receivers available. Um, that that could be picked up off a of free agency. I mean, a guy like a Sammy Watkins could be a good fit in that situation. He's not a speedster. He's a big physical guy. The matter, is, the question is, can Sammy Watkins stay? Healthy? Uh, he is a speedster, but he's he's a bit more built. Yeah, he's he's a big tall boy. I mean, that's what he is. I I don't think he's a speed. He's not. When I say speed, he's not as fast as Rugs. He's not. He's not the he, vertical. He used to be. Yeah, I mean, when he started. But I mean, the guy has aged. He's become a bigger boy. I, I like him a lot. I, I really believe that that a guy like a Sammy Watkins could be a good fit. Uh, the, if you get kind of a, a, a pass catching type of receiver, though, a a, a possession receiver, a guy that's going to make those catches in traffic, you get a guy like that. I think this team does a lot better, and Henry Ruggs plays um, some some good football here. Could be a situation. Uh, what what about an Allen Robinson? And Allen Robinson would be a good fit here. It would be. He'd be a great fit, but he's going to cost you. Or even when, if he's healthy, maybe if you're looking for a discount, if he's healthy, and Alshon Jeffrey. I think he would be a good fit here. Really. Uh, I think he needs someone a little more physical. and I, 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 don't, I don't like Watkins going here. I don't like Al- Jeffrey going here. I, I like Robinson going there, though. Yeah, you like, you like Allen Robinson? I, I, I think he'd be the best fit. If I, if I'm talking, if there's any receiver that I'm looking at, if I'm the Raiders, I'm looking at Allen Robinson or a trade for Julio. I see. I don't know. Well, the, I don't know if they'd they they'd have to clear some cap to do that. Yeah, and Julio's gonna if he gets trades, he can be like more of a win now team. Right. So yeah, I, I see. I I agree with you. There. Now the Raiders, if they do the right thing in this offseason, they could be giving the Chiefs a run for their money, though, given the Chiefs' salary cap situation. It depends. I mean, they were in second place. They did give. They did pull a win over the Chiefs. 
in the season. Don't forget that. So we, there's there's questions to be See, had there. See, it's the next team we're going to go to. I think it's the one that gives them a run for their money this year. DLA if Chargers. the right moves are made. $32 million in cap space for the Chargers. You um, have your quarterback. You've got your franchise quarterback. I believe that this guy, and they've got the 13th overall pick in the draft. They wound up 7-9. and nine. They won their last four uh, to finish out the season. Justin Herbert's great. He's great. That guy's going to be a freaking star. Oh, you didn't like that one, did you? It's interesting. Uh, you didn't like that one, I was one, tasting did you? that one, and, uh, and I'm agreeing with you on uh, being a star. Uh, sure. I saw you go, ooh, ooh, that's an IPA. It was different. Ooh, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a white IPA, though. It's a white IPA, yep. So, uh, L.A. Chargers, uh, Justin Herbert's the guy. We know that. Um, Keenan Allen has to stay healthy for this team to be successful. Mm-hmm. We know that. Um, and they're losing their guy that I, I've always liked to put injuries, injuries, injuries in Hunter Henry. Hunter Henry, yep. Hunter Henry, you know, great pass-catching tight end. If, if he... Anytime he's healthy, the game changes for them. Top three tight end in the league. Oh, yeah. But the health has become a factor now. Major. Especially, especially over the last two seasons, the health has become a factor. Uh, Virgil Green has had to come in uh, more times. More than the last two seasons. I'm not sure he's ever played a full season. Yeah. Virgil Green has, has had to come in more than, than I would love to admit for him. But... The Chargers, they're going to they're gonna need a tight end. If, if Kyle Pitts falls to them... They should just take Kyle Pitts and move on. Uh, they they did lose one of the Pouncey brothers this season to retirement. We know that. They do need – they have a great secondary. They, this team has a great, great secondary. Yeah, fun fact. Oh, boy. The last two seasons that you spoke of mm-hmm. were the most he's ever played. Really? Yep. Wow. 14, 13, 10, 12. Wow. See, and, and when it comes to the Chargers, they, they're going to need offensive line help. We know that with one of the Pouncey brothers being gone. They have a good secondary. We, I love their secondary. If the, if their star safety I can God. stay healthy. The best safety in the game that, that, that no one's ever never, no one's got to see. Right. And and if he could stay healthy, it would be it would be a whole different animal. Him he, him alone is, is a defensive game changer. Right. And then you have two good corners over there. They they need a linebacker. They they do need need at least one. They have a decent defensive line. They got a good running back. They got a good running back. Well, get, get, get Herbert some protection. Get Herbert some protection. They they do. They have. I I like Eckler. He is a, he's a, he's a full time star running back. But he's injury prone as well. Yeah, there's that. And and so that if they go into the second round and they snag a running back, I could see it. Um, go into the first round, you get the protection. And at number seventeen, I don't know that anybody any of those guys are going to be there. The possibility of Elijah Vera Tucker being there is that is a possibility, but I don't know that he falls past Minnesota at that point. I don't know that he falls back, you know, past a lot of the teams that need offensive line. I don't know that he falls past Cincinnati. I don't know that he falls past Carolina. I don't know that he falls past Dallas. I don't know that he falls past the Giants. I don't know that he falls past San Francisco, who probably needs some of the most offensive line help. Yeah, they, they draft for you do. Yeah, and so you you have those teams that that do need the offensive line help. Uh, Philadelphia, they, they've got an aging offensive line. They they need offensive line help. So I we, think I wouldn't be surprised to see him go as high as Cincy. Right there, there's a, a situation there, you know. But Elijah Vera Tucker, if he falls to 17, or I'm sorry, if he falls to 13, and the Chargers take him. There you go. You get a steal. Yeah, you you get a good player. Um, 
other team, there's some teams that might need to even trade up with the Chargers to go and get a player of that caliber. Uh, next up, you got the Denver Broncos. Uh, shoot, where did their cap number go? They placed a franchise tag on Pro Bowl safety Justin Simmons. They released Jarrell Casey after one season. They saved $12 million on the cap. And now I might add that this is the second straight year that Simmons has been tagged. So the average of what he gets paid is up, has gone up. Yes. Instead of being top five average, it's top three average. Oh, Jesus. And they've got $30 million in cap space to roll with. But, but Simmons is worth it. He is one of the, he, he is a top three safety in the league. Yep. So him being tagged with top three average, I'm fine with that. Yeah, he's a good he, – he's not a ball hawk type of safety. He's not a, def, a pass, pass defender. No, he's very, he's very much like Jamal Adams. Yeah, he's, he's a, a run support. You know, open field tackling type of safety. He's never been been a a coverage guy. Um, I like this move. I think Justin Simmons played really well this past and, season. And, that, and, and with him being before. a strong safety, that's okay. Yeah. Um, the the release of Jarrell Casey is kind of a rough one. They only release him after one season. They save twelve million on the cap. I I understand this is a cap casualty situation, but Jarrell Casey's a good player. He is. He'll land. He's a very good player. He's going to land. Someone's going to get a very very good defensive tackle. Um, with Jarrell Casey. This team needs a lot of help, though. They're not sure if they're going to retain Von Miller. I mean, they, they've got questions here. They've got questions at corner. they got questions at linebacker. they got questions on the line. I mean, the, all defense, all day. And, and realistically, I, I mean, I know that you don't like Drew Locke, but they're probably going to roll with Drew Locke, let's be real. Uh, they, there's questions here, though. Um, particularly, I Drew mean. Drew Locke, Rosen, same thing. <laughs> really, you really hate Drew Locke. Um, Denver drafts number nine. They have a situation where a quarterback could fall to them. You could see a Trey Lance here. As much as I don't like Locke, I think um, they still have, owe him another year to yeah kind of settle things to in. develop. Yep, and, and because the the big now if they were up at four, mm-hmm. maybe we're talking a different story. Yeah, but you, at nine, there's not going to be a convincing enough quarterback for me to say to waste your number nine pick on. Right. Trey Lance would be the 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 most notable. I think that that could and fall I think, here. And I think he's gonna be gone. I think obviously you got Lawrence going. I think you got Fields going. Fields gonna be the last quarterback off the board of those big four. I mean, and and that could very well be the case. But Lance, I I wouldn't touch Fields with a ten foot pole. Lance is going at two. You think it's Trey Lance at two? Yes. Really? Yes. Because I mean, and I'm I'm gonna I'm I want to look up the I keep forgetting this this one guy's name. Mac Jones. No, not Mac Jones. Oh boy, this is this is what I'm talking about. I always ah, I what what is going on here? Well, go back to the, your tankathon. It, it showed the top four. There we go. Zach Wilson, thank you from BYU. He's um he's been ranked higher than than any, and he's been moving up draft boards. Originally, he started below. Mac Jones here. You yeah. know, you had you had Lawrence Fields, Lance Jones, and then it was Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson has moved up draft boards, um, and and now he's sitting here at number as the number four overall player in this draft, uh, the second ranked quarterback behind Trevor Lawrence. Obviously, I could see Zach Lawrence going, you know, potentially there. And really, I mean, Justin Fields still ranked number three. Fields will end up in the second half of the draft. A lot of people think that Fields is going to drop. A lot of people have said Fields is going to drop. Let's go to the bottom here. Yep. Yep. Oh yeah, there it is. Wow, wow, they got a full a, a full mock there. Look they're, they're talking about they're talking about Zach Wilson at two. Which I could see Zach Wilson or Trey Lance going at two. I just don't think Fields is gonna be one of the first three quarters off the board. I I think a lot of it depends on what goes on with Darnold. 
I, I really do. Because if you if you if Darnold goes off the board or gets gets traded elsewhere from the Jets, Wilson's going to the Jets, and they're going to roll with Wilson. Wilson we don't and or Lance or one of the two. Just won't, I know it won't be Fields, right? Lance, if he falls to Denver, I could see Denver making. I could, a move. I could, I could see Denver making a move. If it's Fields, I don't think Denver makes a move. Um, I, I, I would agree. I think, I think he, Fields is a is a is a risky pick. I think he's a bust. Oh, I think no. he's a bust. I'm trying to be nice. No, I, I just, I, I straight up think he's a bust. I think he's one of the most overrated quarterbacks in this draft. Would you rather Fields or Haskins? Uh, I mean, it's like choosing or Rosen. Ooh, I, I would probably take Rosen right now. <laughs> like Haskins Alex. is technically more, has a better career than Rosen. No, Haskins is bad. He's really bad. Um, so moving forward, the Broncos are in a great, I think they're in a pretty good position right now. They're going to have some moves to make in free agency here. They've got some wiggle room, 30 million in cap. They got some space. I really like uh, where the Broncos are, especially picking at number nine. They're in a good spot. Um, moving on to the AFC North, Pittsburgh, they got 7 million in cap space. Roethlisberger did take a cut. He saves 5 million on the cap. He is going to play this upcoming year. So they don't have to worry about a quarterback this will be the situation. Last year. This will be his year. Um his his last year. You got Pittsburgh, they need a running back. Let's be real, Connor's been hurt a lot. Plus he's entering contract. You see, this is the spot where they should do make that trade. One year. You have Sam Donald sit behind Big Ben. That'd be a smart move. It would be a smart play. They would get Sam Darnold on a discount. The problem is, is that they're going to have to. Well, they would have to sign Darnold to an extension if they're if they for believe cheap. in that. For, right now, yep. double down on it. They they could. He sits behind the great Big Ben for a year. You see it work out very well for many many other teams. Take the gamble. Yep. Because you do not want your franchise in the hands of Rudolph or Dobbs. No. Or Haskins. Not at all. I think Dobbs is the best of that group, and even then, that's questionable. Uh, Pittsburgh. Picks at number twenty-four. They're in a decent position right now. Uh, they're gonna because they only have seven million in cap space. That's a good spot to be at number twenty-four. Get a guy for a low cap number. Well, a first rounder for a lower cap number because that that's the kind of guy you're gonna get for nine million. You know, nine million a year. So they're they're in a decent spot. I I like this this situation for them. Um, they'll make some more cuts. They had one of the Pouncey brothers retire. We know that. So. Pittsburgh, I think they're going to tank this upcoming year. Even with Roethlisberger sitting at that starting quarterback situation, this is not going to be the same team. They had the easiest schedule in the league this last year. Going to the hardest next year. Yep, and they're going to the hardest next year. This team will not be the number one team in the AFC North moving forward next year. That's just not going to happen. It, It won't. The hardest schedules this year actually fall into the AFC North, so Cleveland, Baltimore, and Pittsburgh all have three of the hardest schedules. Right. And I do think Pittsburgh gets hit with it the hardest. Yep, I think Pittsburgh is going to fall off, and they're going to have a hard time maintaining, oh, we were 11-0, and da 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 To hell with that. They're they're going down in that first 11 weeks. They're going to be sitting at 6-5. and five in that, I, <laughs> that I, think, I think Baltimore and Cleveland are, are going to be able to um, weed through a t- the tough schedule easier than Pittsburgh. Will. I think they persevere. I think Baltimore and Cleveland will persevere. And that brings me to Baltimore, your boys. $26 million in cap space right now. They just re-signed defensive tackle Justin Ellis to a one-year deal. There were no details given on that. But currently, they're sitting at $26 million in cap space. 
and there's a there's a potential of them having a second first round draft pick or or a second second round draft pick on the, on a, this trade. That's I don't want to say potential trade. It's going to happen. Or Orlando Brown is going to be traded at some point. They're going to deal Orlando Brown. Um, whether I see, I don't know. I don't know how because he's entering the contract year, is he not? Correct. So with Orlando Brown entering a contract year, if they deal him. Whatever team is going to have to deal something for him, and he's a younger guy, they're going to have to deal something for him, and then they're going to have to extend Orlando Brown. Right. So I, I don't know if – I think I could see them getting a second rounder based on that, based on the fact that one team is going to really have to pay him that extension rather than him just going to free agency. Um, somebody's going to have to pay him that extension as well as – and it depends on – I think he goes to a team that wants to win right off the rip. Um the Vikings could look at him, but at the same time, I don't know that they're going to be willing to pay that kind of money. They're what he's got going for him is the fact that when Stanley went down, most of the league thought that Ravens' O-line was going to take a massive hit. Mm. And moving Brown to left tackle, it didn't. It didn't. And he's a good and, left tackle. And, and, and that's not to say that Stanley's not a great player, because Stanley's obviously a great player. But it talks more volumes of of how undervalued and underrated Brown has been up to this point. Right, and Brown wants to be moved to right tackle right he wants now, to move to left tackle. He, wants rather. To stay he doesn't. Left yeah, he doesn't want to play right because left tackles get paid more money than right tackles. And I still believe him. He does say he wants he's he wants to play left tackle. It's what his dad played. I I, I do believe that he played right. left tackle in college. The only time he's ever not played left tackle was for Baltimore. Right, and that's because they drafted in the same draft. Stanley ahead of you, mm-hmm. and and Stanley play has played very very well for them. I I believe that that Stanley is going to be the starting left tackle over there, and Brown is just going to have to eat it. You're not going to because what they're not going to do is, and no offense to Brown, they're not going to move Stanley, who who you're now paying twenty million per year mm-hmm. to right tackle. I agree with that. Not going to happen wholeheartedly. I agree with that. Baltimore picks at number twenty seven this year. Um, they they do have some team needs, particularly at the wide receiver. You're not going to see a top receiver fall to them. Plus. No, and also I, I and we, we both have our frustrations with uh, our own fans. Oh yeah, on social media, they keep talking like, "Oh, we're gonna we're gonna pay Allen Robinson big money. We're gonna trade for Julio Jones." Like, do you, do you guys not? When's the last time Baltimore um did anything like that? Right. Baltimore has always been what when it comes to receivers, value at cheap. Right. Um, Steve Smith, um, Bolden. Back in the day, um, Mason, they're the the, the 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 likely candidate. It's going to Baltimore, and I'd be betting money that that, that you're going to see rumors starting to fly. Marvin Jones, I could see Marvin Jones going there, but I do. I'd be lying if I said that Allen Robinson wouldn't be a great fit. Oh no, I would love for them to go up at Allen Robinson. But I know the way the Ravens brass does things. They they love and not just a receiver across the board. Mm-hmm. They hate spending big money on receivers or on any position because they they, they hate getting into a bidding war, right. which I don't blame them for. Because you going for a big time um free agent, you always pay more, right? Because your biddings are teams exactly. And and I think Allen Robinson, like I said, if they if they throw out if they shell out for Allen Robinson, I'd be thrilled. Yeah, I'd be ecstatic. Like, I'd be I'd be lying to you if I if I if I didn't say I'd, I'd be I'd be I'd be over the moon. Yeah, but I but I'm realistic. And especially with the, you, you got to you got to re-sign uh, Lamar. Um, you, you just you just shell out a bunch of money at your two corners. Yep. You got to re-sign some of your your defensive line. Yep. You got to re-sign Mark Andrews. Mm-hmm. The cap's not going to be there. So a guy like Marvin Jones, a guy like Sammy Watkins, is a lot more realistic. Right. I agree with that. 
Um, so Baltimore, twenty-six million in cap space. They do pick it at. I love. I love the Ellis resigning. By the way, yeah, the, Justin Ellis, I, I thought was a great resigning, one-year deal. There were no, there were like I said, no details given, but he's a good. Defensive yeah, he hasn't tackle. been a starter, so I, 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 I guarantee the numbers aren't going to be anything huge. Right. But whenever he's had to come in, he's he's. He's basically started all sixteen games, but he's kind of been shifted around each of the three line positions. He's he's gonna be he's gonna be just fine. Yep. Um, you got twenty seventh overall pick. I I think if if you do go receiver in the first round, um, you're not gonna see a Jamar Chase. No, you're not gonna see a Smith fall. But uh, there there are some guys that that could be falling in that situation. Let's take a look. Jamar Chase, you're not going to see Jalen Waddle I'd, I'd love to get a Rondale Moore. Rondale Moore. The problem with Rondale Moore. He's another speedster kind of guy. He's another speedster. To me, the guy that that I would love to see you get is this Amon Ross St. Brown. I think he'd be a good pick ba- for the second Bateman, round. too. Bateman is a, is, a, is a tall. He's not super quick. He's a he's a tall go after the ball cover receiver. Right, and and that's right where he's. I I love I'd love for Bateman right now. Bateman from Minnesota. He he'd be a, a, a actually a really good pick. I I really I don't know I don't know why I'm just loving this Amon Ross St. Brown. I think this guy, he's a, a tall guy. He he's got hops. He's got great hands. He makes his catches but, in traffic. But if they if they if they pass on receiver in the first round, I don't I would be I'd be thrilled with Terrence Marshall in the second. Terrence Marshall or, or early third. Yeah, Terrence Marshall's a big boy. He's a big boy, LSU, 6'3", 200 pounds. I mean, I that'd be a good selection too. I love that late second round. Yeah, yeah, and then you you don't have to pay a a, a boatload of money for the guy either. Um, next up, you got the Cleveland Browns. They went further than they have in twenty years uh, this past season. They got twenty four million in cap space. Currently, they are set to pick at number twenty six. They haven't made any hard moves. They got some releases getting ready to happen with guys like Anderson Dejo. Um, th- this could be a, a this could be a, kind of the home run situation for for Cleveland to really put them over the top and put this thing away. They've got a, some good corners. They've got some good safeties. Right, they're in some great shape. They need um, they need a linebacker. They need a, they they don't really need any defensive line help. Their pieces are in place. They've got to just kind of fill it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, you have your running backs. You have well. Another receiver wouldn't be bad because you're you're probably gonna let Odell Beckham's likely out the door in some facet. Right. If they if they get a receiver in this in this first round, or if they get a receiver in this draft, like a name receiver, I could see Cleveland in a situation where they're they're letting Odell walk because they they got some really good play out of Jarvis Landry down the stretch. Yes, they did. They, and and uh, who's that rookie that, that was playing behind him? Uh, I can't remember his name. No, but they got they got some good play. I think you can still stretch. trade Beckham. You're not going to get as much value as you probably should have gotten for him just because of it's Beckham. Yeah, but uh, but I, I he's you're getting a first round for him. I don't think so. You really don't think? You're getting I don't a first think so. Round? I don't know. Teams. I think, like I, think I think I think they're going to settle for a third rounder on Odell, Odell Beckham. Oofa, that's rough. Um, but Odell will probably go out the door. I like Jarvis Landry. I think Jarvis Landry is the number one over there, no matter what. I, I really do. I think he's better than Odell at this point. Well, they had two guys. That, look, so they they have, they have Higgins who stepped up. Yep. And then honestly, who who didn't play bad at all? Peoples Jones. Peoples Jones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody talks about Peoples Jones. He he's played good. He, he he played good ball in at Michigan, and he's playing good ball here in Cleveland. I I like Peoples Jones a lot too. Do I think he's a number two right now, or Higgins for that matter? Higgins played well. I don't know that he's the number two. I think Higgins. I think uh, I think Higgins is a very between high three. B- between the two. Um, they're 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 both 
on either end a low, low end two, yeah. and a high end three. So either way, you have the three of them. You have Higgins, Peoples Jones, and uh, Landry. Mm-hmm. You're 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 basically average. Yeah, I, I would like to see a one more name receiver, some someone young out of the draft though. I think would be good for that. Because the other side of it too is Landry's not getting any younger either though. Right, he's he's getting up there a little bit now. How old is he? That's a good question. But uh, moving on, I got the the Cincinnati Bengals. They got forty seven million in cap space. They just recently released uh, center B J Finney. They saved four million on the cap on that one. Finney was a trade from Seattle that they got, and uh, he just didn't work out. They they said literally and figuratively, they said he was overweight, he was out of shape, he wasn't passing physicals. He just was not the type of player that they needed. They sent him out the door, save four million on the cap. I like that idea. Um, the Bengals are in great shape here with forty-seven million in cap space. I love T. Higgins. I thought he stepped up in a big way this past season. I was talking about him last year when we were talking about draft stuff. T. Higgins. He's going to wind up being the number one over there, really. I mean, I, mm, I think I th- so. I think so. I think T. Higgins winds up being the number one. He's been their number one uh, 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 red zone threat as far as wide receivers go. Several touchdowns in the red zone. He made a lot of good plays. He didn't get a ton of yardage this year, but he also didn't get a ton of playing time. There- I can't see him passing Boyd. But a lot of people like Tyler Boyd. The problem with Boyd is he's the speedster guy where Higgins is probably one of the biggest receivers in the league, and, and I think you're going to see him be more of a possession receiver. He's going to be be put up a lot higher on their depth. So chart. here's the question. The odd man out here, does A.J. Green get traded or cut? I think he gets cut. I think A.J. Green gets cut. I don't like A.J. Green anymore. There's not a market for him right now. Uh, yeah. He I think played he's, like shit. He's, he's a straight-up cut. He was supposed to be wide receiver one, and he was not wide receiver one. Two, three, or four. Right. He was bad. He was just outright bad. He did not play good football, and, and there was a better rapport with those quarterbacks, whether it be Burrow or whether it be any other quarterback that they put out there, and T. Higgins. And they got to make a decision. I hate to say it. The, it seems like Bengals always have a running back mm-hmm. that plays very well for a year or two mm-hmm. and then dies. And here we are, yet again, for second straight year and talking about how um, Joe Mixon underperformed by a mile. Yeah, he. Well, see, here's the thing. Uh, Joe Mixon, he played so well early on. And then we got to about, you know, those the middle of November, and he was just hurt all the time. I mean, he was, he was, one week he'd be fine, the next week he was hurt. And then one week he'd be fine, the next week he was hurt. You never knew whether or not Joe Mixon, I, I just the, the feel questionable. Like this team is just like the place where running backs die. Yeah. Like, start out dead. Like, yeah. I mean, like just the, you, you, the, the list of receipt of running backs that we thought were going to be good in, in Cincy, and then they just weren't. Yeah. They, and, and Mixon, Mixon, it's not like he's been necessarily bad. It's just that he's been hurt. I mean, the guy, he can't stay, that questionable, I, I, in one of my fantasy leagues, I had the guy, and it seemed like that questionable designation was on him the whole season. <laughs> like I was like, "Oh, there's, oh, there's Mixon again, questionable." Like, and it, it, it's like the league. What, what is questionable? What the fuck does that mean? Questionable. Well, it, it, here we are. So Mixon, he's got to stay healthy. If he can stay healthy, I'm buying Joe Mixon because he's a good running back. But the man hasn't shown that he can stay healthy, so I can't buy him. Now, as far as the Bengals go. They have a high draft pick right now. They got 47 in cap space, and they're sitting here at number five. They went four and eleven this last year, four eleven and one. Um, I, you know, to me, they 
they're probably I, I don't think they're gonna go quarterback. I think Burrow's their guy. I think they well, know no, Burrow's a guy. I think Burrow is better than Herbert. I don't think in that. the long term. I disagree with Her- that. Burrow was on fire. I I think Herbert's better. Herbert is the better quarterback. That guy's gonna be a Super Bowl winning quarterback. They both will be. I don't think Herbert and Burrow is gonna be the next Brady and Manning. Oof. That's that's a wild one. I like Justin Herbert so much though. I think Herbert's just the bee's knees. And and I if Burrow's he, numbers were there. Uh, yeah, and I'm not saying they weren't, but but I, I think Herbert I, I think he's much more talented overall than Burrow is. I think Burrow is good. He's very, very good. I think Justin Herbert has the ability to be great. And that's But I but for both those guys I'm not. I can't put their record on the quarterback. There's just so many other no. lingering needs there. No, I. They I, both played their ass off. Right. Uh, Cincinnati. They need quarterback protection. That's what they need. They they need protection, and they're going to go in and they're going to pick up uh, uh, an offensive lineman. I was going to say. I mean, you're you're going to draft him a little. If you Sewell might be there at, at yeah, five. If Swell falls from Oregon, you're taking him. If Rashawn Slater falls, you're taking him. If Christian Darrisaw is there, you might be taking him. Well, they got they got they're at five. Yeah. So you you be re, you be on reaching them both on Darrisaw or Slater, but you have to. But you have to. Yeah, and and Sewell is is set as at number two, but you know the Jets aren't going to yeah. go and take him. Not taking him. Not taking him. Could Miami could maybe maybe, maybe Atlanta. Yeah. Maybe Atlanta. I doubt Atlanta's going to though. They've got a great offense. But Miami might take Chase. Yeah, they could. They could. They need Chase. So, yeah, they need. They need a receiver. So you you've got questions here. If Seals available, you essentially you take him. Yeah. I got how many times I said in this show. If you buy a Lamborghini, put it in the goddamn garage. <laughs> That's it. You don't leave it in the driveway. You put it in the garage. You bought a Lamborghini, put it in the garage, get Seal, and and go but, from there. Yeah, freaking like what? Since he for a long time. Back in, and poor Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton is the Lamborghini that was just parked in downtown Detroit. Just got left there for a month. Yeah, basically. I mean, it's just a mess. I, I just I, since I, he's always been a mess at O line, yeah. and that's been the reason they couldn't go over that that next level is because Dalton is just running for his life. Dalton looked like the, Dalton looked like how uh, Mahomes in the Super Bowl for sixteen games. Right. Basically, yeah, I agree with that. So what they're going to have to do is they're I, they're going to have to go O line, and you're talking Sewell, you're talking Slater. Uh, you're anyway, talking Darisol. Any of those three. Are, Wade Davis is Wade Davis is good. Yep. Uh, and really Elijah Vera Tucker is good too. I mean, you've got they they've got the pick of the litter here. And, and I go, think any of those top go, five guys. Go boom good. boom. Uh, go go two offensive linemen. Yeah. Protect your your investment. Mm-hmm. Go go Slayer in the first round. Grab Leather Leatherwood in the second round. Call it yeah. a day. And Alex Leatherwood is a very, very good offensive lineman that you get in the second round. I would love that pick. I would love it. Shit, I'd love it. The Vikings. He'll, he'll go he, I think he's gonna go higher than forty five though. Oh yeah. They, he's he's projected forty five. I think Leatherwood goes higher than that. But there's like, that like your your fan base is going to be mad for a little bit. They're gonna be right. mad that you went to offensive linemen. Boring draft picks. Right. But that's the right move. It is. It's the right move. Your investment. You you have two good receivers right now. You have a you have a, you have a good running back. Despite I was, I was shitting on him. Mm-hmm. Your defense it does need work, but and imagine how how Mixon would do. I think Mixon would be more healthy too. Yes, you get two um just gold standard rookie O linemen. Right. Work on the defense later. You can't you, you can't work on everything at once. I always hear the statement at work. Um, what's the, what's the best way to eat an elephant? One part at a time. One bite at a time. Yeah. <laughs> so this year, protect your young running back. Protect your very young quarterback. 
Get some serviceable veterans in defense and then free agency. Yep. The next year, go hard defense. Yeah. But they got it. That's I, the move. I love the analogy, though. If you're if you're going to buy a Lamborghini, put it in the garage. That's a brilliant analogy. I, I appreciate that. You're gonna, uh, I, I'm, I'm going to keep using that year in, year out because there's always that one team mm-hmm. that leaves it out in the cold. Yep. That's it. Um, and come spring, the the, the your your freaking uh, chrome um, rims are all rusted, and then you're wondering well, what happened. Yep, your windows busted out, and somebody stole your radio. Um, AFC South, Tennessee Titans. They got ten million dollars in cap space. They recently cut wide receiver Adam Humphreys after two seasons. They saved four seven five. Humphreys was underutilized. Let's just face that fact. And and I, he was the odd man out in, in a in a kind in a, in a young receiver system. You have Corey. He had Corey Davis, who was very good. Right, right, right. Davis did. He played up to snuff. Now you got Corey Davis getting ready to hit free agency. People don't know. And who's the other tight end? Because Davis was John too. John Smith. Well, you got AJ Brown, who was the yep, number one receiver. Brown. And Corey Smith. Corey Davis. Played almost as good as A.J. Brown. Yep, but Jonu Smith is getting ready to hit free agency as well, the tight end. So so they got some work to do. Um, they they need receivers. They they do. They need somebody to complement A.J. Brown. They're going to need a number two. If they extend Corey Davis, I wouldn't be mad at it, especially if the if I were a Titans fan. He's the guy who definitely lands. Right. And you definitely retain him because he's, he's a, he's a high-end, too. Tennessee picks at number 22. Uh, I, I think they're going to... They they have some things that they need to work on on this football team. I think they they probably need a corner at this point. Kalen Farley, Patrick Sertain, they won't be there, but Asante Samuel will. That could be a good selection. Um, they could go after a safety in the second round. A lot of people are saying Javon Holland from from Oregon's going to go in the first round. I'm not so sure about that. If they do do a tight end, and especially where they're picking at, Pat Fryermuth would probably be the guy mm-hmm. from Penn State. Johnny, um, I actually like Pat Fryer. Johnny Smith was kind of overrated too. He only had 400 yards. Right, but they they liked him a lot, and and yeah. it, I mean they they don't need a running back. Obviously, they have the best running back in the league. They have a good quarterback. They're in good shape in that yeah. situation. Because look look at this. Corey Davis played 14 games, and just missed a thousand as the number two. Mm-hmm. Now, with the the they do need a they have a good defense over there, but they do need a little bit more of a pass rush. Christian Barrymore, imagine that Christian Barrymore falling to them from Atlanta, from Alabama. That would be a great. I honestly, I honestly pick for don't them. don't mind a Twyman in the second. Yep, or uh, you know even a Patrick Jones from Pittsburgh. I mean that that could be a good situation. I doubt Gregory Rosso is going to fall to them, but a Patrick Jones. That would be I actually selection. like Rumpf and Roach too. Rumpf is good. Uh, Roach is he's. I've got questions about Roach. He played all the way to his senior year, but. Uh, a lack of explosiveness is always what I consistently hear. I think for being third round guys, mm. or no, se- second, second round for late guys. second round guys, it's good value there. Yeah, um, they they don't really need much linebacker help, but if they do wind up getting a linebacker, I would love to see them go after a guy like a Dylan Moses from Alabama. I think that would be a good selection for them. A size good too. Yes, they they've got so they got options, and they're they're going to be picking later in the draft. They could even trade down and get more. I think Tennessee is in a great position right now, though. Uh, they have a good offensive line. They have a, a good defense. They have a solid secondary. They're in a, a, a good position to win it all. And every year they go to the that they go to the playoffs, they're dangerous. Mm-hmm. Every year they're feeling dangerous, and we feel like they're dangerous when they're taking on these other teams. So I mean, Tennessee, they're they're. 
They need some receiver help. They need some tight ends. But well, beyond they that, need receiver help if Corey Davis leaves. Yeah. But so because for a guy that that I know you you don't really care for, who's not a pat a, a pass first type system, mm-hmm. having two, let, let's call it two. He missed two games. So I mean, he he made up sixteen yards. Having two thousand yard receivers is good situation. Like that. Yeah. They're good receivers. Like right. Corey Davis leaving. Corey Davis is gonna make a. Bunch of money, and let's also remember AJ Brown was hurt for a couple games as well. Yeah, yeah. but both guys played played fourteen games. AJ Brown just broke a thousand, and and uh, Corey Davis just missed a thousand. Right. So let, let's call it what let's let's call it call it what it is. You had two thousand yard receivers. Right. That's basically what it was. Um. Next up, you got the Indianapolis Colts. We know that they've got their franchise quarterback in Carson Wentz, but now they have fifty million dollars in cap space to play with. And good job, you didn't spend a lot. Like, yeah, you, you didn't. You didn't break the bank there. You're, you're likely gonna. It's. I mean, also, I mean, as, as we're calling things as it is, it's gonna be a first rounder. Yes, he's he's gonna play seventy five percent. Right. Colts are uh, picking at number twenty one this year. They, uh, to be honest with you, I think they've got their running back locked up. I think they've got a, a lot of young receivers there, but they need some uh, one receiver that's really gonna put them over the top at that receiver position. Someone that that and I, I, I mean, hell, Allen Robinson. There's your guy. He would be a good selection for them if they do decide to do it through the draft. I mean, they're not going to get a Jamar Chase. They're not going to get a Jalen Waddle. They're not going to get a Devontae Smith. I could see them going after a Rondale Moore. I could see that. I could see them going in the second round, going after Tylen Wallace. I could see that. But they do need that. They need a better tight end there. I I, I firmly believe in that. I doubt Kyle Pitts falls to them at that point. Point Fryermuth will. Uh, if they go into the second round, uh, Brevin Jordan. Now, if we're talking about, uh, you know, the Colts and, and free agency, they don't really need much on the offensive line. So here's a question: Do you, did T. Y. Hilton turn it up enough to be to to be a Colt next season? I don't think he did because he turned it up hot. I don't think hot, he hot. did. I think he got hot down the stretch, and I think T. Y. Hilton hits free agency. This thing's going to get ugly. He's going. They're going to wind up dumping him. They're going to stick with Pittman. But they're going to go younger. T.Y. Hilton is is too Hilton, many injuries. Hilton will land. He'll land, but I he think he, hot. I think he hits free agency. But, and but they're running a situation is better than you think it is. But well, no, they. I said they got a great running back over there. I think well, they've got their guy. But they have they have a guy who didn't even play last year is going to be a great serviceable support for Jonathan Taylor. Mm-hmm. Marlon Mack was hurt all yep, year. Marlon Let's Mack. not forget about that. Yep. And and really, I just want to point out that. Xavier Rhodes is set to hit free agency this year. He was on a one-year deal. Understand that. And he was one of the best corners in the league in that Colt system. We have to see whether or not he's going to hit free agency or whether he's going to get an extension. If Xavier Rhodes gets an extension, I think the Colts are in great shape defensively. But if he doesn't get an extension, they're going to have to go out and they're going to have to find a corner. I could see a guy like a Richard Sherman who's set to hit free agency going to Indianapolis. He'll be cheap. And he'll be cheap. And he does exactly what they need to do in a very simplified system with a lot of zone coverage. There's a great guy that they could be picking up in free agency that would do the job that they need him to do. So you got the Colts there, and they have the cap space to do it. Um, next up, and, and you got the Houston Texans, $33 million in cap space. They did sign longtime Seahawks center Justin Britt to a one-year $3.2 million deal. I love this signing. They got this guy. He was a starter. He's coming off an injury. I understand that. That's why the Seahawks released him. But they got him on a discount. And that's what you do. You go out and you get a good center, a starting center, a guy that started for years and years and years, and you got him on a discount. I like this move. 
Additionally, they restructured running back David Johnson on a one-year deal worth four two five. I like that a lot too because at that price, David Johnson, while he, he still hasn't been the David Johnson old. He played well last year. He was decent. I'm not going to sit here and say he's a number one back, because he's not. He's just not a number one back. But one thing about David Johnson is he's good enough. That's the thing. He's good enough. Um, 65 yards here, 75 yards here. I only think he had a pair of 100-yard games. He, but 4-2-5 is getting him on a discount at that point. Yes. 4-2-5, is, is that, that's reasonable for David Johnson. I can deal with that, 4-2-5. They got $33 million in cap space. They also released running back Duke Johnson. They saved $5 million on the cap. Duke Johnson's had his fair share of chances. In, in, right. It, fair share of being, being the guy chances and never got it done. Yeah, he never pulled it off. And they also released center Nick Martin. They saved $8.75 on the cap. I like Nick Martin. That's the thing. I don't, I, That's one move where I'm like, eh, I'm not so sure about that. I'm not a fan of this, this release. I think if you restructured Nick Martin because you were trying to make cap space, I understand it. But Nick Martin's a good center, so he's going to fall somewhere. He's going to he'll land. He's going to land somewhere good. But that's a starting center in this league. I, I just I don't like the idea that you're releasing this guy and you're not getting anything for him. There's a lot of teams that need a center. There's a lot of teams that need offensive linemen, interior offensive linemen. You should be trading him. And like just to go back up, like that's the second team that's released a, a, a starting lineman, mm-hmm. just straight up released. The Raiders are the other one on uh, right, Gabe Jackson. I just, it's, I hate, I hate to do the broken record thing, but, but it's, it's, it's clear sometimes like there are certain teams that run better systems. Yep. And it's, and, and watch, I, I, I'll even, I, I will double down and say, watch the Ravens will not just release Orlando Brown. Right. Will not. Yeah. And, and you should be trading. I mean, this is a high end. You can Martin, tell by Martin could have been traded. Jackson could have been traded. Make the trade, even if it's even if it's like, oh man, I was hoping to get a second, but you just take the fourth, right? If it comes down to it, just take it. Now Houston doesn't have a first rounder. They traded their no. the, that number three overall pick is in Miami right now because of that that Laramie Tunsil trade. They still might. Yeah, they they so could. the um they the could elephant make in the, the room here is that is that they're saying they're not going to, but will they? Houston, if you're listening, for the love of God, trade the man. He Trade the man. Be, he doesn't want to be there. He doesn't want to be there. I don't want to be have a player that doesn't want to be there. I don't care. I don't want the guy. Get rid of him. Get the draft picks. Get the capital and move on. You've got so many positive situations that you could be seeking out, and instead you're busy holding on to this guy that doesn't want to be there. And you threw out this astronomical. This is what we're charging, and teams came back and said, "Okay, yeah." And you take it. Take it. Just take Carolina's the Carolina's giving you the, basically the, their whole... They're giving you the house. Carolina's owner's basically saying, hey, take my wife. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what do you? What more do you want? Trade the man. Save the cap space. Get the draft capital. Get the defensive players you want. And move on. My God. Houston. They, they, they just don't make any sense. Last but not least, the Jacksonville Jaguars. They're the number one overall pick in the draft. Um, they got $85 million in cap space right now. They're in great shape. They're quiet. They're not making moves. They got a, they, they've got pieces that they need to get, but I think the Jacksonville Jaguars know number one situation is going to get Trevor Lawrence. They've got that locked in. Now they need to go into free agency, and they need to start wheeling and dealing. Mr. Khan, make your move. So remember, so all these trades that we've had happen, nothing can be official until free agency starts. Right. So uh, Stafford, um, don't go break your leg before next week. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, – 
One thing I wouldn't mind seeing is um is for them to sweet talk a team and con them into trading for Minshew. Oh Jesus Christ! If they can somehow trade Minshew for a third round pick, yeah, I'd take it. Easy, I'd take it. But but what they basically what they've got going on is you have uh, the the Jacksonville Jaguars with money to spend. This team technically is in a rebuild. But this rebuild is going to go quick with that amount of cap space if it's done right. If it done, if it's done correctly. Um, so now we're gonna we're gonna take a quick break. We're gonna jump into the NFC side of things, and then after the uh, and then and we'll we'll get a word from our sponsors here, and uh, we're gonna start with the uh, the good old NFC uh, North. So we'll start with the the Green Bay Packers. So we'll be right back right here on the Outside Blitz. At It's Your Time Massage, you get all the benefits of one of the larger massage chain parlors, but in a more intimate and personal setting. With four years' experience, massage therapist and owner Amanda Yata's goal is to help people in a natural way, offering Swedish deep tissue, pregnancy, aromatherapy, and sports massages. You will feel better and have more energy in just one hour. It's Your Time Massage is offered in-home, Amanda's or yours. With the rates ranging from $55 to $130, you get professional quality at an affordable rate. Contact Amanda today at 313-686-4347 or online at iytmassage.com. It's Your Time Massage, a natural way to improve your well-being. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, are you ready? Are you ready? Get ready, no. Get ready. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Outside Blitz. And uh, I am your host, the fabulous one, Scotty Freytown. Tyler missed his that cue. That is not, no, it's, that is not, I was going for my cue. You just stole it. Tyler missed his you cue. You stole it. We, we, five seconds after break, you know the And drill. I was about to start start talking. You, uh-huh. just, you just, just spouted off. Uh-huh. No, no, no. We got we got to six and a half, and I Hold said, on, I'm let, jumping let, in. let me just my beer real quick. What an asshole. So, you missed your cue. No, nope, so, I did not. Yeah, so I did not. Here I am picking up your slack because you were busy drinking my beer. Nope, you're just being so a. That's uh, what you you're get. just being a microphone hog. That's what you get. You you're lose. Just, you're just being a microphone hog. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. So uh, we're continuing our our sort of free agency predictions, free agency uh, uh, feelings, I guess you could say, over what, what we feel these certain teams should be doing. We're starting with the NFC North. Uh, my spot. I'm not taking your spot. Go, you go find a rustic cabin. I hate you. Um, so the NFC North, my friend, we're starting with the division champion, Green Bay Packers. They are $5 million over the cap. They've made some moves this off season. Um, they, they dumped two players a couple weeks ago. Uh, so the Packers, they still need receivers. They do. They um, need receivers. They're, they're close up to the cap. They can kind of, they, they, they can make the moves necessary to make sure they can, they can do that. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not overly concerned on, on their cap situation at the moment because they are over 55 players by quite a bit, too. They they have uh, um, a very good squad right now, to be honest. I, I'm pretty impressed with a lot of uh, the emergence of certain players, guys like Robert Tanyan. They're probably going to have to let Aaron Jones hit free agency. They're talking about placing the tag on him. To be perfectly honest with you, I don't think they should place the tag on Aaron Jones. I, I think they've got plenty of players on that team at the running back position that, that can handle the load. Jamal Williams can handle the load. 
Jamal Williams has has been a proven good guy. Um, yep. Not quite Aaron Jones level, but good enough to get the job done. I and mean, this is still a pass heavy team. Yep. And and like I said, Robert Tanyan was was has been a pleasant surprise for them. He had he had a good year. He had he had a few lulls there in the season, but ultimately he's been a, a very reliable target for for uh, Aaron Rodgers there. I'd rather see them let him go and bring in Hunter Henry. Yeah, I mean Hunter Henry would be he'd be an improvement, but the problem comes in for Hunter Henry is is the health, the obviously. health, and I don't know that the Packers are willing to take that risk. They've got a very good secondary, obviously. Um, they they they're the number one corner in the league. They have two good safeties. Well, I'll tell you who's probably going to go there. Who's that? He's pissed off. He didn't want to take a pay cut, and you cut him anyway. Oh, do you think Kyle Rudolph? Kyle Rudolph going <laughs> to the Green Bay Packers. I would hate it if Rudolph went to the Pack. I, I would. He would be. I would consider him a turncoat at that point. Um, I would oh, not man, be, be distraught. Oh, I'd be furious. I'd be furious. I, I'd tell her you cannot be a Kyle Rudolph fan anymore. He's a turncoat and he's a piece of shit. All of a sudden, man, you come from work and a man has a cheese head in her head. Oh no, <laughs> we'd be, we'd be. Uh, I can't. Uh, the marriage would not survive. The marriage would not survive. I cannot date a Green Bay Packers fan. I cannot be married to a Green Bay Packers fan. Lambo leap. I can't. So, so, but Green Bay Packers, they, they're in good shape. Obviously, um, they have a, a hell of a defense right now. Their defense yeah. is in great shape. And as of now. The uh, obvious front runner for the division going into next season, mm-hmm. um, pending what happens in free agency in the draft, obviously. Yep. But, um, that's who I'd put my money on at this current moment. Yeah. Um, Vikings obviously have a squad that can, but it really depends what they do with it. Yep. Um, so if we, <laughs> you didn't put out your news. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it up just because you're salty still. What was that? The Vikings have decided, as I was hoping would happen, uh-huh. that Kirk Cousins is staying this year. <sighs> So we'll get to that in a minute, but um, <laughs> Green Bay, I, I think they're in great shape. They're, they're they're picking quite low in the draft this year. Obviously, I mean, the, let's see, Green Bay, they are down at number twenty nine, being in the NFC title game. Uh, they're they're in good they're in a good position. They're going to wind up with with a good player regardless. I think from that spot, I think in the middle of the first round, to be perfectly honest with you, you're kind of hitting no man's land a little yeah. bit. Because you're going to have to overpay for some for a, a player that you're going to be picking in the middle of the first round. I think you're going to see a lot of trading down. Yeah, yeah, more it, than usual. I, I think you're going to be able to get a lot of good players that are the same caliber as the mid round players. There's such a, a close. There, there's such a, a close uh, uh, talent ratio there uh, between the late round and the mid round guys. That the guys that are going in from basically eleven onwards, and it's it's going to be a whole different animal. If you can trade down to in the first round and get to the lower half of the first round, you should be doing it. And if you can get an extra draft pick for doing that, you should do it. Trade down to, if, if the Vikings, for example, the Vikings were to trade from 14 down to 30 and, and take a second rounder in addition to it, I wouldn't be mad at it because at that point you're trading down, you know, 14 spots, 16 spots. So, I mean. And gaining a pick. Yeah, and gaining a pick. So I'm I'm not mad at it. In any case, uh, the Packers, that's where they're at. Next up, you got the Chicago Bears. They're $2.8 million over the cap. Uh, the Bears need a quarterback. They said they're willing basically to sell the house for Deshaun Watson. They haven't made any really big moves. Allen Robinson's set to hit free, free agency. We've touched on him a few times. Uh, the Bears do need receivers. That, that's one thing. With Allen Robinson going out the door, they need a receiver. And, and realistically, I'm not sure they can resign him right now. Yeah, and they don't, I don't know if they can. They, they still need a quarterback, too. 
If they sell the house to get Deshaun Watson, that might be a whole different animal for them. It, it would change the game yes, for the Chicago it'd Bears. It would be a game changer, but they, they, they have cap to clear to make that happen. Right. Well, the, here's the thing. So with the the asking price in Houston, what we, when we've <laughs> talked about this, the asking price in Houston was, what, three first-rounders and two defensive players. Or or two first, two seconds, and two defensive. It's, yeah. it's changed. It's it's changed, but the, the, the asking price is seemingly growing uh, for Deshaun Watson. If and the Bears have said that they they're willing to go all in to get Deshaun Watson and they're willing to basically sell the house. Now, if the Bears do that, I I, I mean they they wind up in a good a good place from a cap perspective because Deshaun Watson's cap hit for this season isn't real high. Let's remember that. So Chicago does that. They they sell their draft picks off. They sell their soul. They they get to Sean Watson, then they can make moves in free agency, and that's what they'll have to do. And they get their star quarterback for the next what four or five years. Mm-hmm. So I mean, they they wind up in a good situation, I guess. But after after this year, you know that cap obviously skyrockets a little bit, and they'll have some tough decisions to make. But if Chicago, to me, that's what Chicago should be doing, and they should be going after a receiver in addition to that. Chicago's set to pick at number twenty here. Um, they they. I mean, they they were right on the cusp of a playoff run here. Um, they 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 made the wild card. To me, I, they they should be going after a receiver in the draft. I think that's the smartest move. You moved on from Allen Robinson. There are receivers available. We've talked about a few of them. I mean, they they don't really need a tight end, but Chase Waddle Smith. I don't see any of them falling. You talk about a Rondale Moore. You talk about a Rashad Bateman. You talk about an Amon Ross St. Brown. They need receivers. They 100%. need weapons. And and that's going to be the big problem for the Chicago Bears here. So um, next up, we've got my boys, the Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings, as you said, uh, <laughs> they decided to stick with Kirk Cousins. I mean, here's the thing about that. we have I've seen this before. I don't trust Rick Spielman in this aspect. And here's why. He endorsed Stefan Diggs last year. He did. He said, oh, we're sticking with Stefan Diggs. And they traded Stefan Diggs. So I don't trust him. I'll believe it when I see it. Um, but I, I believe that he probably will stick with Cousins. I'm not a fan. If he does stick with Cousins, then he needs to restructure him after this season. He probably should have stuck with Diggs. Yeah, I, well, I don't even know they should have stuck well, with Diggs. Well, statistically, he didn't want to be there. Statistically, Justin Jefferson outdid Stefan Diggs. From a, a and, and he did it, and the reason I say that is, Diggs, well, Diggs had more targets, more receptions, more yards, Jefferson, on the other hand, only played 14 games. He only started 14 games. Diggs started all 16. And they have a running game in Minnesota, whereas in Buffalo, they have no running game. So, Which I mean, also affects the pass game, too. Well, kind of. But they have no running game in Buffalo. But when you throw it's kind of like a, the, what I call the Matthew Stafford thing. Everybody talked about how Matthew Stafford years ago broke 5,000 yards. And everybody made a big deal about it. Oh, Matthew Stafford broke 5,000 yards. Look at him go. And then you looked at the numbers, and he broke the season record for passing attempts in a single season. And it's like, well, shit, when the guy's throwing a ball an average of 45 times a game, I would hope he'd break 5,000 yards. So that's kind of where we're at over but here. But Diggs didn't break any targets records. No, he didn't break any targets records. My point is is that Diggs led the league in targets, in receptions, and in yards. And, and that's the reason why. He's if you, I'm gonna catch the ball ten times if you throw it to me thirty. You know, if I'm gonna. That's just what's gonna happen. 
No, I'm, I'm at a point right, right, right now going next season, Diggs is the gold standard of football at receiver. I don't know about all that. I, I think if they get the guy a running game, I think he's going to he's gonna have a great year, but I don't think it's going to be the type of statistical year that you saw. Diggs will lead the league in yards next two seasons. I don't know about that either. If they, if they get a, a viable running back, if Buffalo does that, I don't know that they're going to go run heavy, but I think that that running back is going to change things. He's going to wind up in a Michael Irvin type role, and that's what you could see. Very well could. So, um, but in Minnesota here, Kyle Rudolph got released this past week. They saved five point one million on the cap. They also released a couple of of lower end corners, Tay Hayes, Cordrea Tankersley. Both those guys went out the door. They saved themselves a million on the cap. The Vikings are two million dollars over the salary cap as it so stands. So they're close. They're close, but that's with the cap sitting at if they decide to go the one eighty five route. So you could give or take two or three million dollars. Um, they did go out and they signed defensive end Stephen Weatherly to a one-year deal worth $2 million along with 500 k in incentives. This is, I okay, so I like this move. I like Weatherly, and he's 26 years old. Here's my thing about this signing. I have been sitting around listening to all these draft pundits talk about, oh, uh, uh, Vikings need an edge rusher. Oh, they need a pass rusher. They didn't have any pass rush last year. I got news for you. Daniil Hunter was hurt last year. Michael Pierce opted Didn't out play. last year. You you had Shamar Stephan, Afadio Denigbo, and then DJ Wana. Those were your, your fucking guys that were taking these guys' place. You didn't have Everson Griffin. You let him go. And and I thought Odenigbo could have been the, the next big thing for the Vikings as far as the defensive end position, and he turned out to be a bust. That's fine. But DJ Wanham stepped up. DJ Wanham did an okay job. His PFF grade wasn't anything to write home about, but it, can you really tell me that a lot of rookies come out here and just light the world on fire? You're probably talking about 10 to 15% of rookies, probably closer to 10, really doing anything incredible. In their rookie season. Yeah, yeah in no, their rookie 100%. year. So when I see a, a fifth or sixth round guy like DJ Wanham getting three sacks and applying pressure to quarterback, he had a 51.1 grade, but he's going to do nothing but improve. You start DJ Wanham at right end. But with this signing of Stephen Weatherly here, what I see from the Vikings here and Weatherly is whenever you see a team create a large amount of depth at a position leading into free agency or leading into the draft, they aren't going to sell the farm for a high-end edge rusher like that. Right now, they have five guys that are, are able to play right end. They got Daniel Hunter coming back, and they got Mike Pierce coming back. You're 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 kind of doing you're doing the Baltimore linebacker deal right now, right? And and I you, you have the depth, you have talent, you trust across the board, right? Trust it, move forward, look at other positions. And so that's what I'm seeing. So for yeah, so, all the, yeah, so what I'm seeing too is the Vikings will not do anything from this day through the draft on the line. Uh, and and that could very well be. I think they could do something on the line. The one thing I could see them doing is getting rid of Shamar Stefan. I, I mean, as far as adding, as far as adding, well, and that's why I mean they're they're going to get rid of Shamar Stefan. I think, and I think he's going to be a, a good cap release to get. He's going to be a cap casualty. You'll see them save three point two on that. You got good. You got good veteran talent on the line. Mm-hmm. Nothing great, 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 going to lead the league type thing, but you have great talent in the line. You can, you can, you can, you can cycle in and out. I take that. I take, I, I disagree with that. Well, Daniel Hunter. Daniel Hunter. Outside of Hunter. Yeah, outside of Hunter. Gonna, gonna say, um, he's the rest a pro of, bowl the, talent. The rest of the line um, is 
kind of interchangeable to a, to to an extent. Yeah, to an extent. To an extent, yeah. Um, but the line is not Vikings' critical piece here. Right, it's that corner. So, so everybody's been well. It's that corner on the defensive side of the football, and they need guards. You need a guard, and and I think people like I don't know that Patrick Sertain's going to fall. I don't I don't know that no. he's going to fall to Minnesota. He he's being touted as a as a top ten. I think he's pick. going top. Yeah, uh, Caleb Farley is not going to fall. He's being talked about as a, as a top ten. Sertain's pick. better than Farley. I think that's, Sertain, that's a different story. We closer to the I, I agree with you. I think I think Sertain's better than. Farley I think Samuel's well. better than Farley. But here's my problem. So you got Asante Samuel who who's being projected as a a second round guy. If he fall, if the Vikings were to trade back and then select Asante Samuel, I'd be applauding that. And then they go into the second round where they've had a ton of success. And they go out and they get a guard. Give me a guard. Please, for the love of God, give me a guard. If they don't move back in that situation, I could see, you know, a Christian Derisaw falling. I, I, I really would love that. Um, I mean, they, they have options. They have options here. Penny Sewell, they've got Elijah Vera Tucker. Leatherwood in the second. Yeah, you could grab Leatherwood in the second. I mean, they have options. There are options here. So... Ultimately, if they if they don't trade back, go O line. If you do trade back, take a corner and then go into the second round and get your offensive lineman. I mean, that's that's the logical move. The Vikings need help in certain situations. I think they and and right now Eric Wilson leaving. We we talked about Eric Wilson on the last show and and you saw his numbers. Eric Wilson, ultimately looking at his PFF grade, is a good release in this in this situation. I think he played well last year. To the naked eye, he played well. But doing a deep dive on Eric Wilson, he didn't play as well as I thought. I don't think Eric Wilson's worth the money. I think they could go out and get themselves a a um, a good linebacker to to fill in for him, you know, or maybe that they're sold on on the cats that they picked up this past year, you know, at the linebacker position. They had they had Troy Dye fill fill in really nicely, but. The Vikings have some work to do. They're good at receiver, but to me, I think they should be trading Adam Thielen. They should be saving that cap space. They should be getting that draft capital. There are guys that they can get rid of, save large amounts of cap space, get them back where they need to be, and and be okay, at least for this year, and then start talking about a Kirk Cousins restructure. If Kirk Cousins is is saying, hey, I want to be a, a Minnesota Viking for the rest of my career, which he has come out and said, then Kirk Cousins is going to do the right thing and take the restructure going into next year. If he do, if he's not going to do that, then you start shopping Kirk Cousins. To me, you should be shopping Kirk Cousins right now, but nope. we'll see. You're gonna you're gonna pay him forty million until he retires. And and I hope I I hope we're not. I hope honestly we're not. I think I think that this could be the kiss of death for Rick Spielman in his career. Honestly, I think this this endorsement of Kirk Cousins it does. Like joking aside, I know I poked the bear loud, Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. But joking aside. Um, it sounds to me that Spielman is is putting his lifeline on Kirk Cousins, and right. that will be the sort he dies on or wins on. I think this is I think this is going to be it for him. I, I I really think that Rick Spielman is putting all of his his uh, eggs in that Kirk Cousins basket, and I think this is going to be the kiss of death. This is it for him, and and he de- he's not going to have much of a uh, a choice here to but to get the hell out of town. Because the thing is, um, Kirk Cousins has been a very consistently good quarterback, mm-hmm. but the problem with Kirk Cousins, and, and this is, and because it's easy to say, oh, he's been a top eight quarterback every year, right? Because he, he has been, right? But he has such a large swing, mm-hmm. like he, he at best he can be a top five quarterback. Yep. 
but his lows are, are bad. Like, like your best quarterbacks, like you want to see him be like, at best be a top five quarterback, at worst be ten to fifteen. Right. Kirk Cousins goes from like being a top five quarterback to forty. Yeah. Like, a, a, like he has a, he has a, he has a half from he's like man. I'd rather like a Josh Rosen be starting right mm-hmm. now. Like he has bad games, and and like, and, and that type of large swing makes it to where what he's being paid is just it, it, it gets a little sketchy. That those first six games of this season were some Oof. of the most miserable games I've watched. We started what one and five. I mean, I it was it was just rough. You you had him. I mean, he threw ten interceptions within those games. I, I mean, it was just a bad bad showing from a guy who's getting paid that amount of money you expect more uh kirk has been it's like you said he's had really really high highs and really really low lows uh, a couple of years ago we were talking about him being the best quarterback through october and november remember he had that eight week stretch where he was just fantastic and this year he, and he was an mvp conversation he was very good in october in november this mm-hmm. year but the money you're getting paid you can't afford to have those big swings. Right. And and I, I do understand that the defense is a problem, and it was a problem this past year. The Vikings need to go corner in this draft. They need to find a big-name corner in free agency. They need to find a guard. Uh, to me, they should not only be drafting a guard, but they should be picking up another guard in free agency. They, need to, they need to double down on that. You can't go another year having Dakota Dozier sitting at guard and hoping that he's going to going to you know he was and he ranked out as the worst guard in the league. So what are we going to do? Are we going to start Dakota Dozier again? No, you can't. The Minnesota Vikings have work to do. They're they're very close to being back where they need to be under the cap, but now they need to find some players to get them where they need to go. Release Riley Reef, kick Ezra Cleveland out to tackle, go ahead and and that way you can pick up your big name guard, you can draft a guard and you can pick up a corner and move forward. That's the way you do it. Gabe Jackson's out there. Go get him. So, I mean, there's that's what we're dealing with. Um, last but not least in this division, you got the Detroit Lions. Ah, the uh, the, the the best uh, off-season coaching hiring team of the, of the yeah. league. They they have a great they have great coaches right now. They're 9 they have 9 million in cap space available. They restructured Jamie Collins to lower 11.3 million on the cap number. Um, so, so they got below the cap with that move. They released Desmond Trufant. They saved six point one eight. So on, on that. this one, I understand it. He's been a bit injury prone last few seasons. Mm-hmm. I would have rather have seen a restructure. Yeah, I, I actually, I like but Desmond I, Trufant. But I, 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 I get it though too. You're right, right. I like Desmond Trufant, and um, I, I, but now they did. They need corners. The Lions need a corner. They're about I mean, they're, they're about as desperate as you are. Yeah, yeah, and and they need a corner. Um, we, we've already talked about guys that, that could fall to them. You could see a Patrick Sertain go. If they go young, you could see a Patrick Sertain. You could Samuel, see, Wade. Yep. Yeah, you could see Caleb Farley. I like go. Campbell too, actually. Yep. Yeah, and, and I, I really believe that Patrick Sertain is probably going to be the guy to fall to the Detroit Lions. I could see that. I don't think that's a bad selection at all. I feel like Jeff Okuda so far has been a bust. They, and they, they need defensive health. Um, remember on uh, and they need receivers. We were talking about uh, Bengals taking back to back linemen. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind seeing Lions doing back to back corners. Right, and and they but they also need receivers, and that's that's the big problem. You got especially if they're if they don't retain Galladay. Galladay. Yeah, they they were that's talking be a big hit. They were talking about putting the tag on on Kenny Galladay. Nothing's been done yet. If they do tag Galladay, 
okay, then then your cap space gets even tighter. But um, you've got Jamar Chase that won't fall to you. you got Jalen Waddle who probably will. Um, Devontae Smith, though, if he's there, to me they take Devontae Smith. I, I think, think they take a corner over that. To me they should. But if they don't retain Kenny Galladay, and you, you lost Marvin Jones, you don't have receivers at that point. You've got TJ Hawkinson at tight end, and that's about it. I think you take the corner. And you, and you and you build your corner, your your receivers with frequency. That's the uh, I mean, and you know Adam Thielen's out there. Adam Thielen is it could be a guy you shop for. You know he's older, but he's a red zone threat. You know he'll be a number one. Because to me, um, there's a, there's some red hot corners coming out. And Allen Robinson would you, be another good pickup for them. You, you you take the corners in, in the draft, and uh, you next couple of years because you're rebuilding. Yep. To um wait either wait for the next big receiver or find or or do that because I, I I think you can't pass up on a guy like like Sertain if he's there right you if, can't. if if they go into free agency and they pick up a a big name free agent corner again and they do what they just did with Desmond Trufant but they they pick up a guy that's actually going to stay healthy that could be a different animal you know you imagine him getting a Richard Sherman that'd be a good fit a Richard Sherman to teach Jeff Okuda I'd be okay with that. I'm not mad at that. Yeah, because I don't. I don't. Okuda's gonna be good, but you, yeah. you can't throw him in the wolves of being the only guy there. Right. So you you take Richard Sherman and you stick him in, so he's playing with Okuda, and then you wind up with a situation where you go into the draft and say you do draft a, a Devonte Smith. Say Smith does fall to you. Now you're in good shape. Now, now I like that. Now now you've got your number one receiver and you got a young guy and Smith is gonna blow up. See, I think, and and that's why I love. Playing free agency in the way of mm. play it like you don't know what the draft's even going to look like. Play it like the draft doesn't even exist. Right. And then, so so get your pieces in order. Yep. And then, whatever doesn't work out, welcome to the draft. Right. The The big thing about the draft in these, in these situations, um, if I'm talking about, so I, I have a, uh, and, and you and I, like, kind of look at the draft the same way. Where everybody has your first, second, third, fourth choice that you would be okay with. You you need to line up your picks. And okay, well Smith isn't there, but fuck it, I've got you know Rondale Moore. You know you you need mm-hmm. to be ready with that, and you got to have your ammunition there. Okay, I like the draft of, of playing it as if play it as if every person you draft. I don't even I don't care if you have five first rounders. Mm-hmm. You play the draft as if everyone you draft. Their first time even touching the football in, in a live game that matters is a year later. Right, right. I, I agree. Um, and even if you intend that being first case scenario where where they have to play right away, no rookie should have to. The big thing works out that a, way. A guy, a guy like a Jamar Smith or Jamar Chase, rather, he's going to fall. He's about to fall. Everybody because says of the quarterback to... need, he's going to fall. But not only that, Jamar Chase is going to fall because Jamar, even though he's ranked as the number three player in this draft, because he didn't play. He opted out. It depends what the uh, combine stuff. Yeah, like. and the combine could change the outlook on things. But Jamar Chase it always I, does. The combine always completely rattles the yep. draft. Jamar Chase, I, I like Jamar Chase, but I, I think that that this could be an interesting situation for him. I think he falls to the teens, and if he falls to the teens, and the Vikings trade away a guy like Adam Thielen, <laughs> and you get Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson on the same team, oh, I'm living my best life. I'm dancing on the ceiling at that point, I'm losing it. But Jamar it's, Chase will it's fall. Funny because you got you got two different, very different receivers 
which is which is much like last year. You had Jerry Judy and uh, Henry Ruggs. Yeah. Two very different receivers. Yep. And here we are again. You have Waddle and Smith. Yep. Two very different receivers. Yep. Waddle's quick. Mm-hmm. And he's not quite Ruggs quick, which no. not many are. But Waddle is very quick. He's fast. So I mean, so is Rondell Moore, right? the The Lions have options here, and and they're with them sitting as high in the draft as they are. They've got some good options. Um, to me, the, you go get the corner that you 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 got the young corner. You go and get the veteran corner, and then you go and get your wide receiver, and and hope for the best. You get your wide receiver in the draft. Um, next up, we're we're gonna swing over to the. Uh, NFC West, Seattle Seahawks, they've got $11.5 million in cap space. They just released the suspended wide receiver, Josh Gordon. Well, once again, can't Josh Gordon, the dude just can't stay off the shit, I guess. I don't know. Uh, Seattle's got eleven and a half in cap space. They've been shopping Russell Wilson, from what I'm hearing. Um, a lot of teams calling about Russ. So here's the thing. Here, here, here's what I'm gonna, I, I have a question for you. I've, I've wanted to ask you this all week. Mm-hmm. What is your personal pros and cons to trading Russell Wilson if you're if you're Seahawks brass? Money is the one that that is the pro. If the thing about Russell Wilson when it comes to Russ, he is the heart and soul of the Seattle Seahawks football team. And obviously he's he's getting paid top quarterback money. He's got a hell of an arm. He's got two great receivers over there. It's hard for me to believe that there's a, another quarterback is going to show up in Seattle and not be successful unless their name is Trubisky. And and really, I mean, Trubisky, I don't even know that he wouldn't be successful in Seattle because of the caliber receivers that they have over there in Lockett and Metcalf. I mean, they, they need a tight end over there, sure. They need protection, sure. The the one plus thing plus side about Russell Wilson is he's mobile and and they they even though they don't have an offensive line and Russ got hit more often he's getting older he's not moving as fast but he can still move he's still a mobile quarterback I like Russell Wilson but I I mean I just he's not going to work out in in Seattle any any longer I think I think he's disgruntled I think he's angry I think he's tired of getting his brains bashed in by opposing teams. Uh, and, and especially when you're in a, in a division that includes now J.J. Watt, you got Aaron Donald over there, you had Morgan Fox over there last year, you had, I mean, some of the most prolific pass rushers in the league rest in the NFC West right now. So Seattle is in a situation where they need to save cap space because they only have 11 and a half. They're in a position where they need to get Russell some protection. And if they don't get Russell Wilson some protection, he's going to get even more disgruntled. But they have other needs on the football team as well. So you have to get protection for Russ. And then you also have to fill these other teams. So you're going to have to sell the farm to get that protection for Russ. You know, it, it, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a weird spot. Yeah. Time and time in, every, I feel like it's been like two years now, we've said, this is the year. Seattle's Done. Yep. And Russell Wilson is seemingly on his own, and not his own. Tyler Lockett, um, for a little while was just like, "Holy crap, where did this kid come from?" Right. And then Metcalf, who proved us both wrong, who thought it was just a workout warrior, yep. goes, "No, I'm the next big thing." So yep. all of a sudden, your offense is back to looking like, "Here we go," because you got Chris Carson too. But but the problem with Chris Carson is Chris Carson has had a, t- a lot of trouble staying healthy, and now this year, yeah, and now Chris Carson is getting ready to be a free agent. And and so they they need a running back, 
They need offensive line. But they also need some help on their defense. That defense has not been the same Seattle defense that we've seen. So, and this is this is where we're getting to, where it's like, if you trade Russell away and Mitchell Trubisky comes in, like I said, if if, if Trubisky comes in and plays for Seattle, it, is, is Trubisky going to be – I think any quarterback coming into that situation is probably going to be relatively successful with the two receivers that you got. For sure. Um, and, but the guy's got to be mobile. Russ isn't mobile anymore. He's just not. He's, he, 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 he is. He is, but he's not. He's not as mobile as he was. He's an older guy now. We're hitting 30. He's starting to slow down. He's been banged up. He got hit more last year than he's been hit in his entire career. So, if, And I feel like if you, if you don't get the man the protection that he wants, and that's, that's the key there. That's the key phrase, that he wants. Not yeah. even that. Because so, we're not talking about a situation where Russell wants. We're not talking like a Watson situation. Right. We're not there. I think Russell is just kind of just kind of just dipping his toes like, hey, what's out there? Yeah, he's a little disgruntled. Um, but and I think Russell is still perfectly willing to stay yeah. in Seattle to retires. I think um, Russell is now dropped to, we're talking about mobility standpoint. I think we're now at a level of like, he's about Andrew Luck mobile right now. Right. And that's, so still, he's still relatively more mobile, mobile yeah. than 85% of the league. Right. But but he's he's tired of getting his brains bashed in. Mm-hmm. That's that's the problem. And and so now, but you need a running back. So you can get that in round two. That's fine. You can get a running back round two. Yes, you can. But because a, a running back is one of those positions that has gone round two now because the longevity of running backs isn't always there. But when we're talking about about like the line, that they, they still need a safety. They need a corner. They they need a linebacker, and they need a little bit of pass rush now. So you need those four things, and we're in a position where we need offensive line for Russ. And if he doesn't get that offensive line, well, he's going to be stomping his feet all pissed off. Because <laughs> so because you need offensive line, and uh, well, we should just do the next. I know you got him flip flop, but um, as we as and, 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 and all of a sudden now you got another. Hall of Fame Pro Bowl right. guy coming running at you twice per year. You've you've got you have the JJ Watt situation. You've got Aaron Donald sitting with LA. You've got the most. Uh, I mean, that's the big thing, and and that's what I was just saying is this the 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 caliber of pass rushers that you have in this specific division, whether it be even with the Niners. The Niners have great pass rushers. The Cardinals now have JJ Watt, and they just had a guy in Hassan Reddick who's. A fucking monster, and then you're over here with with uh, uh, you know Aaron Donald and Morgan Fox over there in L.A. and and I'm supposed to sit here and go, hmm, I don't <laughs> need a line. You're you sitting know? here in one of the best divisions in football, right? Like I, I want to say, I want to say best, but um, with the the AFC North end up coming in and, and swooping in for the kill and getting mm-hmm. three teams, and with with Burrow could be the best, right? But, but still, this division right here. Is still arguably one of, if not the best division in football. And you're right. And what do what do all those what what does the Rams, Cardinals, and Furners have in common? Defense. Yep, all day. And then you got the Rams. So we'll move on to the Rams here. They're twenty nine million dollars over the cap, which is frightening as all hell. But the Rams, so they're going to be losing some parts. We we know that's going to happen. So you're sitting twenty nine over the cap right now, at a, and that's with it being at one eighty five. We don't even know that could grow a little bit. We got a couple mil. So you've upgraded at quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, you have a receiver depth that you don't necessarily need because you have a rec- you have a quarterback that can get the job done better. Right. A guy like Reynolds to me falls off the board here. I think Reynolds. Or falls off. you let a guy like Cup go and you let Reynolds kind of come into that number three role. I mean, I don't buy it. 
I don't buy Reynolds either, but it's an option that could happen. I don't buy it. I think you're going to see some of those defensive players kind of fall off a little bit. Some of those big name defense. They have guys. a couple tight ends. You can see one of them go. Right. Uh, I don't think Higby goes. I think Tyler Higby has played very no, well. No, Higby's for them. the one that stays. It's going yep. to be uh, what's his name? I can't remember. I can't. Garrett. Something. Yeah, Garrett. Garrett. So, I think Garrett goes. But but. Uh, uh, the Rams, they, they're going to have to make some some tough decisions. They're going to have to make some cuts, and it's going to be a tough one for them. Um, so, I mean, the the Rams, they haven't made any moves yet, really. They they haven't. But, ultimately, they, they have some tough decisions to make. Um, also, we, we just got done talking about the J.J. Watt situation. Arizona is is starting to look a little terrifying. They're 17, they got $17 million in cap space hanging out there. They were just released Zane Gonzalez, so they do need a kicker, but they can draft one. They signed defensive end J.J. Watt to a two-year, $31 million deal. Zane Gonzalez lands. Yeah, Other he'll land. Way. He'll land. but he Maybe won't. in Minnesota. But the problem for Zane Gonzalez was that he was 16 for 23 last year on the field goals, but he only missed one extra point. So a lot of questions there. But Zane, Dan Bailey obviously has the yips. The Vikings are going to have to make a decision on him, by the way. But I could see, I could see Arizona winning this division this year. I, it, it's a possibility. Kyler Murray has and played very we, well. We both said this last year, and mm-hmm. it, 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 and I guess Murray did improve. He did, he did, but he didn't improve as like quickly as we, me, and you both thought he was going to. Right, his it, the, the Murray improved, but he didn't improve the caliber of like becoming the next Russell yeah. Wilson, and that's. It, but part of it also isn't his fault. No. He's it's got not. some. There's some work to be done. There's there. work to be done. But now we're we're talking about. But they're making that. They're, but they're making that work happen. Arizona Cardinals have on that defense, and that was their big problem. Now they've got Patrick Peterson. They've got Chandler Jones, who who played extremely well off the edge. They've got Hassan Reddick, who played extremely well last year. But Reddick is set to. I think he's set to hit free agency this year. But I, they're going to try to extend him. If you don't try to extend that guy, there's a problem. And now you've got J.J. Watt. You, they actually have a hell of a uh, an offensive, or I'm sorry, a defensive line. Yep. To the point where JJ Watt's going to have to play inside. Mm-hmm. That's a, and that's what one one one. Uh, if you're watching uh, the NFL Network, they've been talking about is JJ Watt's going to actually have to play an interior defensive lineman role, which he can. Well, and he can. He's done it. But that's what he's going to wind up having to do. And it's like you, you look at these couple of teams that like, you look at as your like favorite to like watch grow. Oh yeah. And. As much as you hate them, Lions are on that list. Mm-hmm. It's a team like if you if you ignore the team name, it's a team that you enjoy to watch grow. They're changing. They're they're changing right now with with everything that's gone on with the the firing of the general manager and the the firing of the coach and and bringing in a new coach and bringing in a new defensive ma- or I'm sorry uh, a new general manager and bringing in all the new coordinators and all these guys that have come in and and it's a good team. It's a good defensive when I, coordinator. When I, when team, I look at the teams team. I, I'm enjoying watch grow, it's the Lions, it's the Cardinals, mm. it's the Chargers, it's the Browns, it's the Bengals. Yep, I and I I love the Chargers. You know, like like uh, we always ever we always talk about who's your five, top five teams. Chargers are my number two. I've always liked the Chargers, and and watching Justin Herbert uh, play the way he's played, I loved it. But Arizona is is also on that list, and Arizona is just fun right they're now. They're making the right pieces. Yep. They're making the right moves. It's not as fast as I think Arizona fans were hoping for, right? But they're on their way. And Larry Fitzgerald, they they have no timetable on on Larry Fitzgerald deciding if he's going to play one more year. We got to remember he's still out there. We have we have choices here. Is is Larry Fitzgerald going to stick around? In and Arizona? Larry's the third best receiver on that team. Yeah, he's not the best receiver like, on that team. Sorry if you if, if he's your favorite player, but at one point, sure. 
Yeah, Hopkins but is the guy right now. It's Hopkins, and it's uh, freaking uh, Kirk. Well, Kirk, the problem for Christian Kirk is Christian Kirk, um, he sort of became a banger bust receiver this year. And and they, but at least he had bang, in which um, right. Larry Fitz doesn't have any bang anymore. No, I think I think Fitz is he's a possession receiver that gets him about five to six hundred yards a year. Yeah, Fitz is about <clears throat> their three or four guy at this yeah. point. Yeah, Kirk is the number two, even if Fitzpatrick's there. Yeah, or Fitzgerald's there. Yep, and uh, I'm not even sure Fitzgerald got five hundred yards this year. And then last but not least, you got the 49ers in the NFC West. Um, they came in last this year, but they did have the injuries to Garoppolo. Uh, they had, and they also had the injuries to, um, to their, uh, big tight end there. So, I mean, you, you've got Ross Dwelly who backed him up. They did resign Ross, Ross Dwelly, uh, who, I mean, he was a good backup, good backup tight end. Did okay. Good fill-in guy. And, and you got Marcel Harris who got extended as well. He played a good, pretty well at safety. They got one year extensions out of those guys. Currently the Niners have $28.6 million in cap space which is a really good situation to be in, especially with how high they are in the draft. Currently, the Niners are set to pick number 12. Um, that's that's a nice spot for them, mm-hmm. I think, uh, especially with all the, the cap space that they have. They're going to go into free agency. They're going to make some moves. They need a corner now. And, and if they don't make a move on a corner, in whether it be in draft or free agency, there's trouble on the horizon. Debo Samuel played extremely well for them. He's but he had an injury bug this yep. year, but it was, it was the same injury, so we can't call him injury prone. Just Debo Samuel has had an injury bug for a while, though. He had it all throughout college. To me, Debo Samuel, he's going to be good for them, but San Francisco's going to actually need to go. Then Brandon Ayuk was good. Don't get me wrong. I like Brandon Ayuk. But do I think Brandon Ayuk is a number one? No. I think he's a number two. You need to go out and get yourself a number one receiver. They have a, a, a good, good group of options there. The Niners, and, and there's plenty of people that want to come out west. Plenty of guys that want to play on the west coast. No doubt about it. So the Niners do have those choices to be made. They, they need a few defensive pieces as well. They need a linebacker. They need a defensive, uh, a defensive end. So questions in San Francisco. Um, next up, we're going to go to the NFC East, the worst division in football. Hmm. Absolutely the worst division in football. And uh, the team that that won the whole thing. Washington and, and Washington did a boner move. Yeah, uh, so Washington goes out and they they dump Alex Smith. They save fourteen point seven on the cap. They re-sign Tyler Heineke to an extension. We which talked is, about that last which is show. Fine. Heineke played well in the playoffs and that one game he did have. But you know this, I I believe the the Heineke situation with how he played in the playoffs. Um, you know what I'm going to call that? I'm going to call that Matt Nick Flynn. Foles. Matt Flynn version two. I was going to the, Nick Foles. Yeah, and it's like it's it's easy to play one good game, right? But do right. over a whole season the way like Alex Smith has. Mm-hmm. You you should have kept Alex. They're 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 they, to me Washington bought into the Heineke hype. Yeah, and I'm not saying that Heineke's not a not a good quarterback. He very well could be. Yeah, he could turn out. But great. you bought into one game. Yeah. And and Washington's, uh, they have, even though they, they went to the playoffs, they actually have a decent draft pick. I mean, let us let me see where they're at here. 19? So, I mean. Yeah, because of their record, and they lost wild card weekend, they yeah. put them at the very bottom of the. Uh, right. And and they, they. Which serves well for them. Yeah. I, I It's kind of like a, a lower. I, I think they could trade down just a little bit. I mean, that's that's a good situation to, to I mean. So, imagine trading with the Jets at that point. Training with the Jets at that point, I think, turns well, out really well. What I, see, what I'm talking about is... Or even Jacksonville. The opposite. 
while trading up. If the right guy drops, trade up to ten to twelve. That's ballsy. If that's a lot right of that's a lot of movement. Drops. That's a lot of movement. But if the right guy is there that they don't need, but, you, but the, the, the team that you're trading with doesn't need, but you do, right? That's a lot of movement. I don't know. That's that's or even gutsy. or even fourteen to seventeen. I could see that. I could see that a lot more because I, I think if you're moving up that many positions, you're moving up like eight slots, seven slots. You're you're gonna have to sell the farm. I think that's where you're getting but, to. But just like if the right guy drops, because the the quarterback drop in the in the in the first round here in the early first round is going to cause players to drop. It's going to cause a a a uh, what's the word? It's, it's going to cause a butterfly effect. Yep. The Trey Lances could be available at that point. The Justin Fields what, could be. Could well, be no, the quarterback's going to go, but you're going to cause people like the like the Chases and the Seals to yeah to to, to drop down right lower than they should. So you're going to see teams like. Shit, I can trade up and grab him right now. Mm-hmm. There, there's there's opportunity. There's definite opportunity there. Um, next up, you got the New York Giants. They release wide receiver Golden Tate and linebacker David Mayo. They wind up saving 8.4 on the cap by releasing both those guys. David Mayo is a good player. I, I wasn't. He he actually rocked it last year. He played really good ball. To, to me, both these guys are good players. Both make sense to me to release because they, they they're both making a little too much for their playing now. Um, Golden Tate and Mayo will land. Mayo for sure. Mayo for sure. Mayo had a damn near Pro Bowl caliber season this year. He was great. But Tate will land somewhere. Mm-hmm. It's going to be about two mil. Yeah. He's he's, he's in, not going to make a ton. He's in the twilight of his career here. Yep. And to his defense, um, he didn't even have his starting quarterback for half the year. Right. And right. Daniel Jones, who's already not great, mm-hmm. um, went down and they, and they were in the backup. So I, I think Tate can still be a good player. Um, it's just going to be at a at a severe discount. Yeah, you're gonna if anybody's looking for a discount receiver, there's your guy. But he's 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 still he's a decent three right now. Yep. Uh, David Mayo though he played good ball. He's a starting linebacker in this league. I firmly believe that he played good. He he had 82 tackles. He was not a bad player. I like David Mayo. Um, I understand that they've got to make the cap space. The Giants do. They did just that. But that's that's a a. a I, I like I do like what David Mayo did this year, and he's I, still I got a few years left in his twenties. Yep, he's he's still a young guy. I I could see him going to a place like Minnesota where they need a, a a linebacker, where they need a linebacker, and they need to get one on a discount. He's a starter. I'm gonna pick on you for a second. Uh-huh. So I remember a few years back, like you were with me, and like man, once you hit thirty, you're you're just done. But I th- I feel like now that you're you're getting this more in your mid and late thirties, you're like, well, thirty's not bad. <laughs> <laughs> So here's my thing about so I, I understand where the the threshold is of of um, no, no under normal circumstances players hit their prime between the age of 27 to 33 that's that's the prime running backs a little running backs a little more strict yeah. that but but 27 to 33 is about where a player hits their prime once you hit that age 33 you're done for um, most most players are are red hot at that point though. So, but like, like when we're sitting there in, in like, like Madden land, you know, it's like, oh, guys hit 31, fuck him, send him to the old folks home, drag him out back, put him out like old yeller, you know, we, we, but we're not in Madden land. No. And, and so I'm, I'm sitting here like, all right, Golden Tate's older, but David Mayo's a good player. He's still like 20, 28. Yeah. And he's, he's got a lot of tread on the tires. I'm sure I'm going to put my foot in my mouth next year because 
this time next year, I'm going to be a 30-year-old. Yeah. And you know Fuck, what? Uh, we're six months away. Yeah. And, and you know what? I'll tell you what. That first 30-year-old hangover is not a good time. So I just, I just might just stop drinking it once I <laughs> Just say fuck it. Yep. <laughs> but I, I like the New York Giants' current position. They're, they're drafting high. You know, they're they're sitting at number eleven, which is pretty high. Um, I think I could. Say, this is a team that I could see trade up. But I mean, and, and they need pieces. They they really. I could also see them trade down. See, we're in a situation where. I don't think Daniel See, Jones is the answer. I don't think Daniel. I never thought Daniel Jones was the answer when he got brought up. No, on. he didn't. But they were so behind him. I don't get it. It's because the Manning brothers. There are them. so many quarterbacks available. Go for one right now. Yeah, take your pick. Take your pick. Fuck it. Move on. Alex Smith's mad right now. Yeah, bring him in. Bring him in. Have him. Have him go after Washington. You know, Washington just won the division. If the you playoffs. bring Alex Smith in, you win the division, guaranteed. Right. And that's that's the the issue here. So I mean, to me, I, I am a, I'm with you on that. I don't think Daniel Jones is the answer. Um, don't forget they do have Saquon Barkley coming back, but Saquon's been injury prone. Wayne Gallman played really, well, really well. I in, can't say injury prone. He's got hurt in one time. Well, twice. He's hurt in his rookie year. But I'm pretty sure he played all sixteen, didn't he? I didn't think he did. I think he was hurt in his rookie year. Um, but Wayne Gallman played so well. In Daniel Jones, or not Daniel Jones, in uh, uh, Saquon Barkley's Gallman absence. played very well. I liked Gallman. And and he got in the end zone. He was hitting the 100-yard the, the mark. But but he played really, really well. Yeah, I I, I, I like Wayne Gallman. I, I just thought he was a, he was just a really, really good running back last year. He played he filled in really well for Saquon. But He, he did okay during the time. I mean, he, he's asked to do a lot more. So I can't shit on him too much. Like he, he was asked to, hey, all of a sudden, you're the starter. He's a high end. Good back. luck. He's a high end back. He, he, is. he is. He really is. I, I just and and I would have never thought it. I was like, ooh, Wayne Gallman, this is going to be bad. No, he's a high end backup for real. And uh, so, but the the Giants, they do have some stuff that they need to take care of. I think they have their number one receiver in Darius Slayton for sure. But let's face the facts: Sterling Shepard, injury prone, mm-hmm. not a good number two, probably a decent number three, but he's not a number two. So now you need to go out and get a receiver. You have your running backs fixed. They need defense too, though. They do need defense. Um, they they need corners. They need a quarterback. They need they need protection for the quarterback. Yeah, that there's there's issues here in in with Big Blue. They're okay. a few years out from being a competitive team. Oh yeah, and and defensively, they they need help. They're they're going to need that help. They're going to need some more. They need linebackers definitely. Um, D line. They, they need they. For a while, they had some decent defensive tackles, and now they don't have Dick for defensive tackles, so they need defensive tackles. So, but there there is some work to be done with the old New York Giants. There, um, next up, you got the Dallas Cowboys, twenty five million in cap space. They're talking about franchise tagging Dak Prescott again, but as it stands right now, Dak Prescott is set to hit free agency. They, if they tag Prescott again, he said, well, yeah, it sounds like they're they're going to. Yeah, they're going to be over the cap at that point. So then they're going to have to make some tough decisions uh, moving forward. But as it stands right now, Dallas Cowboys, they're they're in dire straits. Um, they need defense badly. They need a corner. Everybody says that they're probably going to take a Patrick Sertain. Um, that's that's the likely spot right it's, now. That, and that's the thing, like, oh, we're going to have to take Patrick Sertain. Like, it's, it's like, darn. Like, you're, yeah, you're getting a great yeah. player no matter what. They're, they're likely to take him. A lot of people are saying that they're likely to take him in the in the 
first round, and and that's fine. You know, good for them. Um, they they need defensive help though. They got a lot of injury prone linebackers. Leighton Vander Esch is the best defensive player they have, in my opinion. That's my honest assessment of that. I I just I can't get over how good Vander Esch is, um, and how well he's developed into a linebacker. People don't give him enough credit. He's one of those unsung heroes that you don't hear enough about. I really think Dallas needs to go defense here, though. Um, they, they they really need to to shell out a little bit. They need a safety, definitely need a safety, they, and they need a corner. They need to work on their defensive backs. Receiver-wise, they're in great shape. Receiver-wise, I mean, look at it. You got Amari Cooper. You just got C.D. Lamb. C.D. Lamb had a pretty good uh, rookie season. Got a great running back, great backup running back. Right, and, and Ezekiel Elliott actually had a down year and still had a decent year. Well, he was he was on fire before Dak went off, and, and right. the running game does typically take a hit when when you make a major difference at quarterback. Mm-hmm. So, so it's nothing to do with Elliott. It wasn't Elliott's fault, right? But they just knew, like, oh shoot, no Dak. Well, we're just gonna just pummel Elliott. Elliott. Yep, and and he he's got a. They need to to. You know they they need. I I don't think they need much on offense really. And and I, they, if anything, if there's one thing I could point out that they do need on offense, they need a tight end. David Schultz was good. He wasn't great. Do I do I think they take Pitts in the first round? No. But you're gonna you're gonna go second round, third round for a tight end. But you need corners. That's just what they've got to do. They've got some cap space, but if they tag Dak, that's trouble on the horizon because at that point they're going to be eight over. So they have to figure out what exactly they're going to do here. Go into the draft. Maybe trade down, get yourself a quarterback, get yourself a tight end, get yourself you know a, a corner, and move forward. There's plenty of corners available. We've we've already touched on on a few of them. If you're talking first round, I mean, Asante Samuel might be the choice. You know, so we'll see. You could see, uh, but, but, but Sertain will be available. He'll be available at the spot they're at, but if they if they trade down, and, and right now, if I'm not mistaken, they're picking at number seven. I want to say no, no, that's Detroit. They're picking at number ten. If Sertain's Sertain might not be there at ten. Yeah, well, if if Sertain could though, but <clears throat> I think he falls. I, I mean, Sertain is set to be be he's labeled as the fifteenth best. One of those top two corners, I think, will be there at ten. But if he's not, if they're not, trade down. Get a trade down. Get Asante Samuel. What what does it hurt you to get Asante Samuel? Get Asante Samuel and middle graphic and Parsons. Yeah. Well, what does that hurt you at that point? It doesn't. No. It really. I, doesn't. I agree with you there. And so so Dallas needs to invest in their defense a little more than their offense. But in the later rounds, they need to go after a tight end. I think. I don't think David Schultz is going to be the answer over there. But you know we'll we'll wait and see. Obviously. And then there's Philly. Um, <laughs> how the mighty fall. Uh, 19 million in cap space right now. They did do two really good restructures. They restructured Darius Slade's contract to, to create 9.14 million on the cap. They also restructured Jason Kelsey's contract. They're, they're in good shape right now as far as their their cap goes because they made those two moves. But they need receivers bad, bad. And and that's a if you notice that recurring theme here, the teams that are really bad don't have receivers. I mean, uh, think about that. The they're they're number one over there right now is Rieger, Jalen yeah, Rieger. Yeah, and the, the exception to the rule would be like Baltimore, but you get you got you got a guy like Amaro who's running around. Right. But normally, yeah, if you don't if you don't got a good core there, you're you're in yeah, trouble. You're in trouble. And and right now it's Jalen Rieger is supposed to be the guy, but he's just <laughs> a deep. Yeah, he's rough. I don't like Jalen Rieger at all. 
Um, they they have a decent running back over there, but he's hurt. I mean, Miles Sanders, he's hurt quite often. Um, I don't buy Jalen Hurts as the quarterback. I, I really don't. I, I think he's questionable at best. So you, you look at, at the current situation with Philly, they're picking number six. Do you go quarterback, Tyler? Do you go quarterback and stick him behind Hurts? Do you trade down? I go quarterback and stick Hurts behind them. <laughs> but that's a different story for a different yeah. day. I don't like Hurts. I still don't like Hurts. I haven't liked Hurts for a while. But the fact that you took Hurts and just no understanding the financial aspect of it. You're stuck with them. You're stuck with them. So, no, you don't go quarterback. You get Hurts help. You get him help. Yep, and and they have a great so O-line at, at there. So, at six, I like Jamar Chase here. Yeah, they've got a great O line here. They've got they've got uh, uh, an aging O line, but still a very effective O line. It's very Pittsburgh like, where where there are a bunch of older guys, Lane Johnson and Travis and and you know Jason Kelsey and all these guys. But if you look at at Philadelphia, they need wide receivers, and the, I I think they have a good tight end over there. It, it's a receiver situation. And even even Goddard was was decent for them last year, and in, in when he played in a reserve role, you're you're looking at the potential situation of of Philadelphia, and they have a decent defense. Let's let's remember that they they have a decent defense. Yeah, no, it, it's it's okay. It's yeah. not quite that's Washington why, level, but no, that, but it's, and it's that's, decent. That's unfair. It's decent. Yeah, you know, uh, there's there's a couple pieces they could they could help out there. I like get safety in particular, right? But 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 you look at at where Philadelphia is at from an offensive standpoint, they need receivers. That should be priority one, right off the rip. Because Hertz, I mean, Hertz didn't have numbers to write home about, but he also didn't have very many, you know, pieces to throw the ball to. So there's that. And and like you said, I think a Jamar Chase does go here. If you're if you're talking wide receiver, which I think they are. You could a Jamar Chase. You could also be talking about a Devonte Smith. You know, I I mean that though. I think those two guys are on everybody's radar. I think all three of them. Oh. And Waddle too, but but more so Smith. Now, I think they're talking more about Waddle right now than they should be. Smith outplayed Waddle. Yeah. Well, no, by far. Yeah. Smith outplayed the entire NCAA. Yeah. Um, Waddle is another speed type guy, like another rug style. Yeah, and they already player. have Rager over there. So they don't need See, a guy like no. Waddle. Waddle. So for them, Waddle's not in your radar in 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 the slightest. Right. You're you're talking about Smith or Chase, and and I think both those guys are going to have great years this year. Um, that's that's maybe how I'm just looking at it. And then moving on to the NFC South, the New Orleans Saints, the first place New Orleans Saints, they're in cap hell. Is <laughs> is oh my god. That's they, that's speaking lightly. They started out the year 95 million over the cap, which is just a nightmare. Um, they restructured Demario Davis and Cam Jordan contracts. They saved thirteen four on the cap there, so that's a good start. Um, but then they went and re-signed Ty Montgomery to a one year extension. Thankfully, they got him on a discount. But they had to restructure Will Lutz. They released tight ends Jared Cook and Josh Hill, so they have no tight end there right now. They restructured Drew Brees' deal. They saved twenty five million on that deal. They cut punter Thomas Morstead after twelve seasons, which I mean I understand it. And then they're also shopping Malcolm Brown right now, which would save five million on the cap. They still have a lot of work to do. They're still forty nine over, so we got a lot of big pieces. They're getting ready to go out the door in New Orleans. They is a mess. They're going to need to lose two major players for that team right. to even come close here. Well, and you know, I think right now they they should be shopping their backup quarterback. They should be. You both of them. Yeah. 
Shop them both. Well, Breeze's leg is still not playing. Right. But but you got to shop both. I mean, Winston is not a starting quarterback. But understand that. I think you trade Hill, you trade Watson. Yeah, Taysom, Taysom Hill is you, you got to trade him. He's 16 million on your cap right now. Trade Taysom Hill, get something for him. Go draft. You're going to have to go young. You almost have and, to. You know, I think Hill's going to be the starter this year. I I think he is too. But um, but even though I do believe that Winston is a better quarterback than Hill, mm-hmm. um, I, I do believe like I, I do believe in loyalty to an extent. Right. I do believe they owe Hill the opportunity to be the starter. Yeah. And but Hill He's he's do that. Yeah. Hill is gonna be in a situation here where he's getting paid sixteen million dollars. That's the problem. That's that's so the issue. You, you let Winston go and let Hill rock it or I, I think because it's sixteen mil and you're forty nine over the cap, that sixteen mil is a huge chunk. Because otherwise, you're talking about letting Thomas go, or letting Lattimore go, yeah, or both. I, I don't, or I, both. I don't think they'll ever let either of those guys go. But if they, let's say from a hypothetical standpoint, but you might not have a choice. <clears throat> let's say from a hypothetical standpoint, the New Orleans Saints trade away, and and here's uh, trade away. You know, both guys. They might have to rock a, a second-round draft pick quarterback. They might have to go after a, a Brock Purdy in the second so round. So here's the question. Would you rather trade away your, away your quarterbacks and, and just go free agency Wonderland at re- receiver or at quarterback but but have Lattimore and uh, Thomas available or trade Lattimore and Thomas and have to go re- and you have to go free agency Wonderland on those two positions? I would take Lattimore and Thomas, and I would build my entire team around them. Because – I agree because Hill or what or Winston are not that guy, and you you can't afford to get rid of Demario Davis and Cameron Jordan, and they did the right thing by restructuring so, those two guys. I know I've mentioned his name a thousand times here, but you let them both go. In the meantime, Alex Smith. Yeah, or you know you know who would be a great pickup in this situation? Ryan Fitzpatrick, Sam Darnold, Sam Darnold. Go out and trade for a Sam Darnold. I think he would be a good fit here. And you'd get the guy on a on a rookie deal, on a discount, and you don't have to think about you know going in the draft and drafting your QB of the future. Just and you're going to get Darnold for cheap, I think, for for cheaper than you would like a Matt Stafford. And at the same time, his cap hit isn't tremendous. He could learn from Sean Payton. He's young enough where he's going to develop, and you, it's something less to think about. Think about the the fact that you could get Sam Darnold, bring him down, you dump Winston, and you dump uh uh. uh I keep forgetting Hill. Hill. Thank you, Taysom Hill. You you trade you trade those two away. You get draft capital. You you wind up pulling in a guy like Sam Darnold. So now you saved yourself what close to twenty million on that forty nine million dollar hit that you got going on. Darnold's not getting paid a boatload of money on a rookie deal. Two million dollar base salary is the max. But but what Winston's making one. So it's hard to pass up on that kind of number. But Winston's not the guy. He's just oh, not. I know. We I have know. to understand Jameis Winston is not the guy. Well, trust let me, him, I do. Let him go steal lobster elsewhere, okay? I don't have time for a guy <laughs> like, like Jameis Winston, okay? Let him go steal lobster, you know, in so, no man's land. I don't care where he goes. Go steal lobster in Minnesota. No, don't do that. No, no, no. But if I'm the New Orleans Saints, I'm going, uh, screw Jameis Winston. I don't want this fucking loser. And I'm sending him out the door. You know, and I'm I'm going to go after a guy like Sam Darnold, a young player, and I'm going to start going young, and I'm going to take that philosophy that they do see in Minnesota a lot of times, and I'm going to rebuild my team through the draft. 
I'm going to build my team through the draft because then we're going to develop homegrown New Orleans Saints talent. And that's that's what they're going to have to do. Sean Payton's going to have to bite the bullet. He's he really is. He's going to you're going to have to bite the bullet for a year and you're going to have to eat that shit sandwich with a smile and you're going to have to hope for the best and hope he got a job at the end of the year, which he will. Which he will cuz they've had the years in which with Drew Brees right. they've missed the playoffs. They can they can they can handle that bite the bullet year. Right. Sean Payton's a good enough coach. I don't like the guy. He's, I think he's I, not a guy that's on the chopping block. I think he's a dirtbag, but he's a good coach. He's a hell of a coach. Yep. And 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 taking a down year to get stuff in order is not going to have an effect on his legacy. Right. And so now what they got to do is they're going to have to cut and they're going to have to restructure. And then after this whole situation, after this season, you bite the bullet this year. Next year, that salary cap is going to creep back up. You're going to see it going into a pretty nice ballooned number. Back up probably close to that 193, 194 mark because all that revenue is going to be back. Teams are going to be having fans entering the stadiums. You're going to see all this stuff. This is this is a, a, a. I think it'll be a slow boost. I think next season's big one eighty nine. This is a weird couple of years for football, and that's okay. But you, now you got to roll with the punches here. Nobody anticipated a pandemic. I get it, but they're going to have to. They're going to have to eat that now. They're going to have to eat it, and this is based on one eighty five. That forty nine million could become fifty three, fifty four, based on where that salary cap falls. If it falls at that floor. You're talking 54. Mm-hmm. Then you really got to make cuts. And a great way to do that would be to cut off $17 millions worth of cap space by dumping these two quarterbacks, one of which that you are grossly overpaying in Taysom Hill. And I like Taysom Hill, but you can't tell me he's worth 16 mil. You just can't. That's, that's close. Ah, I don't know, no, no. A, a backup quarterback getting paid $16 million is crazy talk. He's not a backup quarterback. He's a tight end. He's a receiver. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh he's offensive weapon yeah. getting paid 16. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Is that what we're going with? Is it the offensive weapon thing again? Give me a break. But there's that. And then next up, you got the Tampa Bay Bucks. In spite of all of their embarrassment of riches here, they still have $19 million worth of cap space hanging out. 19! Holy shit! <laughs> it's an embarrassment of riches. It is. And now understand, Godwin's hitting free agency. Understand, Antonio that, Brown's yeah. hitting free agency. God, Godwin alone ends that cap right, space. Ends that cap he's he's going to cost every bit of that. Imagine if the Tampa Bay Bucks went out and picked up an Allen Robinson. He's going to cost you that too. Yeah, but imagine that. Imagine how freaky that is. Godwin's better than Allen Robinson. And, and also understand that, no, I don't think Godwin's better. I think Robinson's the better player. I think Allen Robinson has had the misfortune of really bad quarterbacks. No, that's and fair. That's fair. Now, uh, and, and understanding Tampa Bay had the misfortune of bad quarterbacks in Godwin's tenure, but at least they threw the ball a lot. And that's why Godwin was getting so much yardage and getting so much love from Fitzmagic and Jameis Winston, et cetera, et cetera. Now, they're in a position where he's got Tom Brady there. The Bucks are in a good situation where they need to, um, if they're not going to pick up Godwin's contract and they're going to let him hit free agency. Which is what it seems like it's going yeah, that way. That's where it's headed. They're going to go into the draft. They're going to draft a receiver. And I think that's where they go because Antonio Brown's heading out the door. But I also believe that the Tampa Bay Bucks are going to make some cuts on that offensive line, even though they want to protect Tom Brady. They got a really, really, really good return in last year's draft by drafting that guard. Now, 
in the first round. Now, if you if you look at what the Bucks situation is now, they have the ability to to dump players and go into that draft and pick up some high end guards. They got the number thirty two, and they're going to pick up. They're going to get high end offensive linemen, and they're going to do it on a discount with the number thirty two pick in this in this draft. Think about that. They're they're Trey Smith. Trey Smith's a great player. Jalen Mayfield, great player. I like Cosme. I like I like Leatherwood. I've already mentioned. Yeah, Alex Leatherwood. I love Alex Weatherwood. Uh, and and Leatherwood. He's, I I'm he's, not mad if they take Leatherwood at thirty two. Yeah, I'm not mad at that. That's and it's not even that far of a reach. You're talking. No. He's he's projected forty five. So I mean, it's not that far of a reach. They could change that. You got to remember a lot of their linebackers, other than their their big boy there, is on uh, well Barrett. He's he said he wants to break the bank this year, as far as his his. But money you still goes. have White. You, you still, still have, have uh, uh, what's his name? Another freaking guy. Um, there's so many names, right? Yeah, they have three big linebackers. It was, it was Barrett. It was White. It was like we were talking about it, but. Barrett's likely out the door. He's he's wanting he, to make some money. He said he was going to break the bank. Uh, Levante David. Le- Levante David. Yep. He's still there. Yes. Um, but Barrett's going to break the bank. Yep. I think Shaq Barrett goes. I think he's gone. Hundred percent. I think he's hundred percent gone. There's a zero percent chance he stays. Yeah. I I I'm not putting a lot of stock in that. But you got White still. They said that they he you know it, they do need a linebacker. They're going to need one. They're going to need a, an edge rusher per se. Now if we're talking edge rushers, you know. Now, now things get a little hairy, because if we're talking edge, I mean Gregory Rosso could be won't a guy. Be there. He won't be there, but Patrick Jones will. I bet you Patrick Jones falls. He, yeah, I actually we'll do. See. I do like Hamilcar Rashad too. I, I think all and three then, of those. Then you're guys, back to Rumpf and Roach. Yeah, Rumpf and Roach. I, I think those guys are okay, but if you're going to go second round on Rumpf and Roach, I mean you're going to have to be. I, if if they're there, I don't think they're going to be there when the Bucks select in the second round. I, I don't think that those two are going to be there. But if they are, it's a quick yeah. decision. Yeah. Um, but they, they're going to need an edge rusher. They're going to need some blitz there. I, I think Shaq Barrett, his ability to blitz a quarterback, we talked about how those linebackers were going to be factors going into the, the playoffs. I think when you're talking about the, the Bucks' pass rush, oh, yeah, you're, you're going to be talking they need, a, they need an edge rusher. Agreed. JPP. Is is not going to be able to do what he did this year without having a, a viable pass rusher. Next up, you got uh, Carolina Panthers. They got thirty seven million in cap space. They're expected to franchise tag offensive tackle Taylor Moton. I think that that tag is smart. We'll start there. Yeah, this is one of the uh, hottest teams going into the free agency because they have yep. they have a lot of move to do. They're in the sweepstakes for Watson? Yeah. And they're, Weirdly? They're talking about selling the farm here. Uh, they shouldn't? No, I don't think they should. $37 million in cap space available right now. If they tag Moton, uh, it's going to be a high number. So that, that number is looking closer to like 26. And maybe I'm alone on this, but I think that the Panthers should be giving Bridgewater a three-year extension. I don't like Bridgewater. I like Bridgewater. I don't like Bridgewater I think anymore. he did well. He needs help. I mean, he he has good receivers over there. He does. Yeah, I mean, he has good receivers. I thought that the defense played really well for them. Uh, if I think they do need to continue to protect him. I think this, uh, the franchise tagging of, of Moton, because they can't get a deal done right now, is a smart move because they, he was one of the – he was a pro bowler this year. He was one of the hottest offensive tackles in the league. I like Taylor Moton. This was a good move. Um, but Carolina – 
they, they have the pieces in place. They just haven't put it all together. Mm-hmm. They need they they got Bradbury at corner. Um, uh, it, it's they need a safety, I would say, but they they've had really good drafts in the past. Carolina needs to keep doing what they're doing and and building their team through the draft. But they also need can, they can enter free agency and and make one splash move, just one. They don't need to go and, and break the bank for Deshaun Watson. I'm with you there, but one splash move, give me something. You know, but but if you're going to let Bridgewater walk out the door, I'm not going to be mad at you. Why would I be mad at that? There's nothing wrong with that. You know, you look at, at where Carolina it's like, is. It's like my thing is they're paying Bridgewater one mil. He's worth more than one mil. Yep. Trade, well, go after, go. you're at number eight. Trey Lance is going to be there. And number eight, Trey Lance is going to be there. That's your guy. Done. Maybe. That's it. That's easy, buddy. You don't think Trey Lance is going to be there eight? Oh, I know he will be. I just don't know if he's better than Bridgewater. I don't know that he's better than Bridgewater, but but and that's you know kind of that risk reward ratio that you you have going into the draft. But if you're sitting there at number eight and Trey Lance is sitting on the board, I'm taking Trey Lance. And you let Trey Lance sit behind Bridgewater for a year, and that might be the logical route. Really, I'm, I'm starting to love the route of having a guy sit. Yeah, for a year. It's never it a bad works. thing. It works. It does. With Mahomes, it's never really failed. Mahomes is the the biggest but, thing. We've entered an era of the league when it's like, now, now, now. Mm-hmm. You draft a guy first round, we expect you to start first Yep. First game of the season. And that's the, the thought. And that kind of started around that, that whole like Matt Ryan, Joe Flacco era. It's like, hey, you start now. Yeah. Before that, it wasn't really a thing. Yep. But you're starting to see teams kind of like, hey, we have time to spend. Let's get a guy. Let's prep him. Let's go. Yep. And Learn the system. Worked. And it's worked. Yep. Learn the system, and then we'll bring you in. And and it that all and it's it always works and and I remember it's it working extremely well. For example, when Brady sat behind Bledsoe, that's when that really started coming. What and I think about like uh Rogers behind Favre. Yep. Um, Mahomes behind Alex. Yep. Uh, freaking up. It hasn't been great, but like Tyrod Taylor's done well despite sitting behind like Joe. Like he's done well enough. He's yep. he's, he's been a serviceable veteran, just kind of widely got to kind of like a pass up on. Yep. Um, quarterbacks do well because Tyrod Taylor is never going to be a great quarterback. No, he's not great, but I do believe that he was better for sitting for half a year. Yeah, or he's, actually a whole whole year. It's um, it, it's more rare when guys come into the league and they they start day one. And they don't do. It's rare that they're gonna they're gonna explode into something incredible when they don't have that time to develop and they don't have that time to learn from somebody who's been doing this for a while. So I, I'm, I'm telling you, the guy to watch next season. We'll be talking about him, Jordan Love. <sighs> watch it. Oh God. It might be for a different team, but I hope Jordan Love is bad. I know you're hoping that. I'm hoping he's bad. I hope he does so poorly. I hope he gets his head knocked off. Oh my God! I hope but, Anthony Barr gets a hold of him and but as gives a him football fan, you got to admit he's got the right setup. He does, he does. He he's got a great setup. I I I'm hoping though that that he gets the Anthony Barr treatment and you know gets landed on and breaks his shoulder. Like after, so. if 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 he goes another full season sitting, would you be disappointed if the Minnesota trade for him? I would be because I don't think Jordan Love is that good. But two years behind uh, Aaron Rodgers, Hall of Fame guy. We'll have to see. We'll have to see, and that's the scary point on that. You take him for cheap? For cheap, yeah. For cheap, hell and, yeah. And he would be cheap because you have nothing to play on. Yeah, but 
But Carolina, to me, I mean, if Trey Lance is there at eight, you take Trey Lance. I don't. I don't think yeah. there's a question. I don't. You you take a quarterback here, and and you it, even. I agree. I mean, and it could be any any of those QBs. Really, I mean, it, I I'm not taking Fields, but if, I, if Mac Jones is there, I might be looking Wilson, at Mac Jones. Wilson, Lance, or Jones. Yeah, oh, if Zach know. Wilson's there, I'm taking Zach Wilson. It's I not see, even I a still, question. I still like Lance Burton Wilson. I, I see. I like Trey Lance, but I don't think he's as good as as Zach Wilson out of BYU here. I I just I like. I think Wilson's been more in the spotlight because it's BYU, but I, I I like Lance better. Yeah, Lance Lance is good, and then we can't forget about Mac Jones. Mac Jones, people. I know Alabama quarterbacks. We've talked about this. Alabama quarterbacks don't do well in the NFL. Yeah. We, we've said that. That's been notoriously said. But Mac Jones might be a different animal here. And I, I'm having a strange feeling about Mac Jones. Do you believe that? I I have a strange feeling about him. People are, are right, there are whispers. Ladies and gents, Scott has drank the Kool-Aid. Uh, there are whispers. There are whispers about Mac Jones. I, I mean, I get it. Alabama quarterbacks... Typically don't do well, but we could see the uh, the first Alabama quarterback in like sixty years uh-huh. finally do something. So if he's there, and you, it, it for teams that are picking late too, that are looking for the quarterback of the future, that might be the guy. If Chicago sees Mac Jones sitting there, if you're the Chicago Bears, where you may be going, hmm, hmm, Mac Jones, yeah, more like hmm, Newman. <laughs> you really don't like Mac Jones. You really just because he's from Alabama. That's I all. Trust, I don't trust him. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't blame you. I can't say I blame you. But if Zach Wilson falls to Carolina at eight, which I doubt he will, but if he does, Zach Wilson off the board in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat, no questions asked. That's a, I'm that's still a, taking Trey Lance over Wilson. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. That that'll be rough. So there is. Um, Here's Carolina, and lastly, we've got our lowly Atlanta Falcons. They're fifteen million. They shouldn't be lowly because they have a great offense. Right, they're fifteen million over the cap. They need defensive work. Um, their defensive line is trash. Their their corners they they hardly have corners there. Um, they're losing Keanu Neal to free agency this year. Um, they need to get him re-signed. They have made some moves this offseason. We talked about on the last show, but Atlanta's got a lot of work to do. A lot. Because they are fifteen million over the cap, they need they they're it, it's a lot. You you you've got two great receivers. You got a great quarterback. They've got a decent running back. Todd Gurley is not Todd Gurley anymore. I don't give a fuck nope, about Todd nope, Gurley. Right. Todd Gurley played like a, a, a mediocre running back last year. That's what he was, Mister Mediocre. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that Todd Gurley. I think you're less than anymore. two years from his retirement. Yeah, I think he's done. I think as soon as he realized arthritis in his knees, he was done. Todd Gurley is not the same guy. Okay, and I feel I feel bad for the guy, but um, that doesn't play well in football, and it's, it, yeah, it, it sucks. But yeah, it is what it is. I mean, I, bottom line, but they their offense is fine. They could probably snag a running back in the second round and be okay. Um, but when we're talking first round. Defense, 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 all day defense. That's all I want to hear from the Atlanta Falcons. Defense. I want I want pass rushers. You know, they they and they're just dumping players. They're just they're just dumping these these you know defensive players, their defensive ends and you know, Tack McKinley's and, and all these guys. Just, what, what are they drafting at? Atlanta right now, they're set to draft at number four. So I mean they they get a high draft pick here. To me, 
I'd be going straight up, like, defensive line, edge rusher. Parsons, maybe? Yeah, I mean, Quiddy Pay will be available for Michigan. He's a good player. I, I could see them taking him. I could see them trading down and going after Christian Barrymore. Yeah. I, you know what I gonna, like that. You know what they're going to do? What's that? I can call, I'm, I'm going to call it now. You know, you remember the AA run video? Like, the son of a bitch. Yeah. We're going to be saying that. Like, all right, the Atlanta Falcons, they draft. Jamar Chase. Receiver, son of a bitch. Yeah, that's you receiver. What? <laughs> they could, they could go I, after. They are great at doing that shit. They but. do it constantly. They could go after Gregory Rosso. They could go into linebacker. I could see him taking a Micah Rosso Parsons. Parsons. Yeah, I. The, they're gonna have to go pure defense. There's, there's no doubt about it. Draft wise, you're going defense. If uh, the corner, yeah, uh, certain, certain. Yeah, you, you could. I could see them going there. They have to go defense. There's, there's no option. You don't have an option at this nope. point. I mean, that's it. The, you do not have a fucking option. The only way you don't draft defense is if Trevor Lawrence is available. Yeah, I agree. If Trevor Lawrence is available, you take Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. but And, uh, and, and, you, and you trade Matt Ryan. But you know Trevor Lawrence ain't falling. No. So you take defense. There's too many good defensive candidates yeah. there for you to, not to take. Yeah, there's too many. Parsons, Rossau, Sertain. Yeah. Take one of them. You, you make a move. One of those three are guaranteed to you. If yep. you go leave the draft without Parsons or Rossau or Quiddy Pay, something. Quiddy Pay is a, a good fucking defensive lineman, good defensive end. You take him. You take your edge rusher, the Gregory Rosso. You take him. This is this is not a question. I mean, Christian Barrymore, even. If you trade back, if they make the smart and to me, the smart play here is trade back. That's the smart play. Trade back. You're gonna get Christian Barrymore in this situation. The only other other play I accept is is uh is the is the is the old lineman right? I mean that's that's it. But if you take is as, as great as Chase is going to be, if you take Chase, fuck you. Im- yeah, imagine if they if they traded back and now, now this this would be the ideal situation to me. They trade back, right? And and you you're looking at okay, you we're going to get Christian Barrymore, and then we're also going to get as my linebacker. You're going to go and get Mike. You're not going to get Micah Parsons, but as your uh, edge rusher, rather, you're going to get Gregory Rosso. Well, you wouldn't get Rosso. You'd, you'd end up with like Patrick Jones. Yeah, even then, or that's go, fine. go to corner. You, you'd end up with a Wade. Yeah, or Asante Samuel. You get a Caleb Farley. You could if you trade if you're trading back from four, you're going to like ten. You're you're getting a Caleb Farley. You're getting something. But but I I can't sit here and justify at any point in time them going. Hey, we're taking Jalen Waddle. Like no, I'll kill you. Like if I'm a Falcons fan, I'm. I, I would just if I were a Falcons fan, I'd just be sitting in my my fucking car in the parking lot with a, just weaponry. Like I'd be so mad, just fucking ready to kill somebody. Like how often are we gonna have this great offense, but nothing to stop anything? Yeah, they they. How many big scoring games have we we seen them have? It's gonna be ridiculous. It's time go defense. Like, like just watching how bad his defense is. Like I, I, I'm just in pure like I hate having a toddler mode right now. Oh yeah. Um, like I would have, I have no faith in the in the entire Falcons defense stopping my toddler from doing anything in the whole. No, like, they can't do anything. And, and Avery will just fuck y'all up. And then because they're losing a Keanu Neal, and they already did, they dumped their other safety. You know, you got to grab a safety. Okay, grab grab a safety in the second round. Fucking Paris Ford. Yeah, Paris Ford. Grab Paris That'd Ford. That'd be a great pick right there. You know, you you have the option, and especially if you're trading down that far. Okay, you take their first rounder, you swap first rounders with them, you get a second rounder. Let's say you get a high second rounder, you can get a Javon Holland, you can get a Hamza uh, mm-hmm. Nazreddin. 
You can grab those guys and be good. Trevin Mulrig, he's good too. Dude, I like TCU. I like Andre Cisco at where he's going. Yep, Syracuse is fantastic, and and really Andre Cisco, Andre Cisco rather, he's going to be a third round, mid third round pick, and he's going to start. He's gonna he's a, he's a first round talent kind of guy. Yeah. So I mean, they're, they're a Tyree Gillespie too. He, I mean, these are these are guys that that are talented that you can snag and and get them on a discount. Do the work, Falcons. Yeah, they're they're going to have to make the moves, and the Falcons literally have made, other than dumping two players, have have not made any moves. They have done nothing. So here we are. Falcons are fifteen over. Make the moves, Falcons. But that's that's all of the teams uh, throughout the league. Um, Tyler, we are two weeks away from from free agency. Week and a half. Well, week and a half. Ten days. Ten days from free agency. Two weeks from now, we're going to have our reactions to, and we're going to have about three to four days of free agency frenzy. You know day one is going to be crazy, crazy, crazy. Well, the problem is, is now that everyone's, the way, the way that social media works now, we're already going to know the first, like, few major moves. Yeah, a few major moves before the, dra- the, the free agency day even starts. But you know it's going to be wild. You know it's going to be fun, though. And I'm excited. It's the best time of the year. Yeah. I, I love, I love... Free agency. I love um, the off season when when shit starts up. When shit really fires up, I get excited, and and I I'm we gonna... love it because you're always so salty of how your team finished. Like, come on, let's get the shit to, get get our shit together. Let's go. Well, yeah, and here's the thing about about the Vikings, and and they they do something really smart. Like, oh, I'm gonna get rid of Kyle Rudolph, and then they're like, eh, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with Kirk Cousins though. Like, wait a minute, what? I like Kirk. It's not that I don't like Kirk. Okay, I've said this before. He he's a good player. Kirk Cousin, good player, but can't disagree. Too much money, and when you're when you got your back up against that salary cap wall, and you got the opportunity to cut a limit eleven million off your cap and trade this guy away and walk away with something for him, dude, I'm taking it. Yep, trade him and, and sign Winston. You're a funny guy. Or I know. Pay Sam Darnold 40 mil. You're a funny guy. No, but... but I hope you do. No, no, God, no. But, you know, trade the man. Trade the man. Get the cap space. Get something for him. Get another first rounder. You have other needs on this football team. Do it. Your boys are in great shape. They just need a receiver. And now a linebacker. Yeah, they're going to need some linebacker help because they're going to yeah. lose uh, Yannick and... Uh, uh, fucking, what's his name? Judon. Judon. Yep. So I mean, you guys are going to be lose both of them. You guys are going to be but, in shape. But at the same time, though, they've proven time and time again to be such a linebacker farm. Mm-hmm. And because like, Judon is a product of that linebacker farm, yep, was a backup. Yeah, for a long time. Like we're forgetting, Judon's not this young rookie. He's going on twenty eight. Mm-hmm. Um, I I have faith in the in in the Ravens linebacker farm. So I'm I'm not overly concerned in, until I need to have a reason to be. Yep. Um, Ravens brass is giving me no reason to ever be concerned on Ra- on their linebackers. Yeah. They, so right now, have. I'm concerned about about receiver. I'm not worried defensively because it's kind of like that Ravens have always been that way. The magic wand, we got it done. Yeah. So I mean, it's like, I, I it's weird <clears throat> to say that way. It's it's the way it's been. And your boys, they they pick in a, a decent spot. You know, it's later, but it, they're going to get somebody on a discount. And if they do need the linebacker help, they've got plenty of room to wiggle around here. I mean, Asai could be good. Nick Bolton could be good. 
So I mean, you you I have go more edge. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, even if you go edge rusher, I mean, look, look at the edge rushers: Patrick Jones, Hamilcar Rashad. You could you Hamilcar Rashad is good. People don't give that guy enough credit. He's a good player. I'd go with either one of those guys. Yep. So I mean, you, they'll be available. But that is our show. Um, free agency frenzy. Like I said, two weeks from today, we'll be talking more about the the free agency reactions. We're going to jump right in. I know this was a longer episode, but we had to go through each team. We want to talk about Team D. We want to talk about the direction oh, these yeah. guys need to go. Um, really get our predictions out there. See see what's going on. And when, and when we're back, I mean, a lot of players are going to be on new teams. Yeah. Quarterbacks will be. You're going to see a lot of trades happen between now and the next two weeks. You're going to see some moves. It's it's crazy because players they're they're looking for what they want to move their families too. It's, right. it's important. It, it is. It is. Um, but Tyler, have you gotten a massage yet? Not yet. You sorry son of a bitch. Get a massage. But no, um, I, I I like it a, a nice rustic setting with my massages. I hate you. I hate you so much. <laughs> I hate you. So um, we're, we're we want to uh, give a quick shout out to our uh, sponsor at It's Your Time Massage. Amanda's an amazing massage therapist. I highly recommend. Uh, Getting a massage with her, you can check her out at itsyourtimemassage.com or you can check her out on Facebook at It's Your Time. Uh, actually, I'm sorry, it's iytmassage.com. Thank you. Um, I'm about to correct you. Yeah, I know. I, I know. I, I register. I realize it. iytmassage.com for It's Your Time Massage. Get a massage with Amanda. And uh, she does the Swedish and deep tissue massages. She's also got hot stones, aromatherapy, anything you need. She's doing work these days. She's really uh, tearing it up. And uh, also, I want to give a shout-out to the boys over at Face Kicked Apparel. Uh, Sean Stockmeyer and company. Sean is doing wonderful work over there for all your T-shirt and hoodie needs, any, anything you could ask for. The man does it. Um, now, now, Tyler, I'm going to give a quick plug here because i uh, got a new podcast out with my good friend Dirty Verdi Chagnon, uh, our good friend. Verdi sucks ass. You love him. Don't lie. But uh, Dirty Verdi Chagnon and I, we are, I'm sorry, he corrected me because his last name is spelled C-H, ch, ch, that's right. That's what the sound, that's what the, the sound is, that C-H makes, ch. Apparently, it's Chagnon with the S-H sound. Where the fuck in anybody's world does ch, a C-H, make a sh sound? No, to hell with you. You're Dirty Verdi Chagnon, and I'm going to say it extra ch on there next time, but Verdi chugga chugga chagnon. I'm going to say it just like that every time. But um, our new podcast, it's going to be up uh, actually within the, the uh, next couple of days here. I'm going to get all everything posted. We recorded it yesterday. I was kind of excited. It's called I Didn't Think You Could Hear Us. Um, yes, it's the very first podcast named after a fart. And uh, we are going to uh, be recording once a month for that. So for all you folks that want to have a listen, you're more than welcome. You get a little bit of, uh, get a peek behind the curtain of our lives outside of this this pod and all that jazz. Um, and we're going to have some guests on there. We're doing the Hot Ones Challenge with the Steel Boys. We'll be doing the Hot Ones Challenge. We're going to be eating hot wings, which is going to be very entertaining. Tyler, I don't know if you're a spicy food guy. As I I I've learned that I know where I stand now. That I wasn't the first guest added to the the, the show. He's like, I know where I stand. I I get it. Really? You need to calm that. Well, I'm sorry. You you basically told the guy that he sucked on the microphone and that he's not allowed to use your mic. <laughs> <laughs> so of course you're not going to be the first. You dick. I mean, am I wrong to not my mic? You're a dick. You're <laughs> such a dick. But we're and uh, so we're we're gonna have Steel Boys, but th they might not even be the first guest. So you don't get your panties in a bunch. 
It's not down the line. I'm still getting all the sauces, and we're gonna be we're gonna be putting it up on Facebook. You can check us out on Facebook at uh, I didn't think you could hear us. Uh, you can also oh, check. I can hear you. Oh well, you're a dick. You've been such a dick today. Really, you're just in that mode. He likes to just poke the bear. That's that's Tyler's new favorite game. But I didn't think it's a fun game. Yeah, I guess. And it works. Oh, what a douche. But um, I didn't think you'd hear us. Check us out on Facebook. We'll have video content going up. We will have uh, the the actually the podcast going up. They're going to be on Apple iTunes. We're going to have them on uh, SoundCloud as well, so you can check that out. And uh, as part of our Outside Blitz Radio Network, which takes place right here, and and now it's Casa de Ryan, but but we haven't changed it in the intro. It'll change eventually. Eventually. <laughs> but uh, Tyler, thank you so much. Folks, thank you so much for listening, and we'll be right back uh, here in two weeks, right here on the Outside Blitz. Join us soon on the Outside Blitz, and be sure to follow on Facebook at facebook.com backslash the Outside Blitz, and feel free to email us questions at theoutsideblitz at gmail.com. <laughs>